0: It's time. It's time. 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 You know what time it is. time. time. The game. For Tuscaloosa's longest running
1: sports show. The biggest goal of our team, especially in the first half, Yeah, we're trying to be the best. Always is to win a national championship. Something cool to look back on. We don't want to waste a failure. You're inside the game. The game. John Lecce on the ground. Appreciate your interest in the game.
0: On your home for Alabama, Alabama sports. sports. An Alabama wins. Tide 100.9 And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app Powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota And now, now here's your award winning host Ryan Fowler
2: and a big good afternoon to you. Welcome to the game. T-Town Tide 100.9. You'll find us on tide109.com. You'll find us on the app. It is a free download. Android, iPhone, Google Play, any of those devices. Simply enable the Tide 100.9 skill on the listing devices, tide109.com. And while you're there, check out some great content from our very own beat reporter covering the University of Alabama Carrie Clark and many of us you'll find it at tide109.com find us on the Facebook account we appreciate those likes we appreciate those follows retweets shares all of the above we're going to have some fun today uh, we got a big show lined up for you Alabama LSU and we've added a couple of guests right uh, we're going to talk coming up T-Bob Bear is going to be a part of our show at 2:15 T-Bob Bear 2:15 uh he was an offensive lineman for LSU and obviously his dad Bobby Bear is is a certainly a legend in that state didn't play for LSU but uh we'll talk with him uh, about a lot of different things and uh we will dive into uh this game and his opinions he had some strong opinions back at SEC media days I don't know anybody that could pull off clothing like T-Bob Bear, and I don't know anybody can pull off the personality of uh t bob a bear so he'll join us at 2 15 to break down from an lsu perspective and then coming up at three o'clock we're going to honor the 1973 national championship team and we're going to feature the quarterback from that 1973 gary rutledge will be a part of our show and we're going to talk about some great things i've been doing some research and really spend some time when you're born in 78 it's hard to go back to 1973 from a personal experience i've heard the stories i've heard many of you uh share those i've got some historians that uh, we lean on ap Sedums a very helpful uh, friend of mine and steve towns is another super helpful friend of mine so uh gary rutledge we're going to join he's going to join us at three o'clock so we'll talk with the quarterback of the 1973 national championship team and i know in that era Uh, A lot of times, Coach Bryant would play multiple quarterbacks. Richard Todd was the uh, other quarterback. So we'll talk with Gary Rutledge at 3 o'clock. 3.30, we'll talk with Bruce Marshall. He's a handicapper out of Las Vegas. Vegas Insider, the gold sheet. He's famous for just being a veteran. I mean, he's been around this business probably longer than most handicappers. And so he'll join us at 3.30. And then we'll talk with Brad Powers at 4 o'clock. So we're going to take phone calls from about 2.30 until 3. Then we'll talk with Gary Rutledge. And then we'll talk with uh, Bruce Marshall and Brad Powers at 4 o'clock. And then we're done from 4.15 all the way until 6 o'clock. We talk about keys to victory. That's going to be the theme of the day. What do you think are the keys to victory? Now, for me, when I look at Alabama, love to be able to keep Alabama, uh, excuse me, keep LSU down in the the, the low 30s. I, I just don't think this can be a shootout. Can it be? Well, absolutely, sure. But I think it favors Alabama. If you can make LSU play sloppy and then you put pressure on that defense that is got a lot of weakness. So we're going to ask T Bob about that coming up in a couple of minutes. We want to start with some Nick Saban opening comments. We're going to get to that coming up in a couple of seconds and then we'll lead you right into Hey Coach starting at 630 and then seven o'clock we'll have the Nick Saban show with Eli Gold. And uh, you can also listen to that via the app and the website, the same way that you stream this. And also for the game on Saturday, it'll be a lot of fun uh, gearing up for that. Noah, you look—you pulled up the mic. You—you want to—you want to tell me your thoughts on the keys to victory for Alabama and LSU? I'm going to think on that, but I, I was thinking about when you were talking about schedule. We got Lindy's at 6 p.m. Did you mention that? That's too? right. That's yeah, right. Lindy's, Lindy's at Sports. Six, Lindy's Sports. And then so we'll have Hey Coach. That'll be uh, from six to six thirty, and then six thirty will be Hey Coach, and seven o'clock. Uh, we'll be the Nick Saban. So for the next four hours, we'll do our best to entertain you. We'll be our, do our best to to uh, fire you up. We'll do your best to uh, to kind of, you know, get you ready for this game. The excitement's beginning to build. Tickets are kind of going up, 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 up. And uh, we'll talk about it. So uh, Gary Rutledge at 3, Bruce Marshall at 3.30. Brad Powers at four. We'll talk to T-Bob Avery coming up here in about eight minutes. But right now, I start with a big audio clip here. This is Nick Saban following practice, and I'm going to tell you after the other side about what I've heard about practice. So this is what Nick Saban shared following practice, following his comment. I'll share you what what I've told, uh, what I'm being told behind the scenes. This is Nick Saban opening comments, following practice. You heard it live last night right here on the game, but you'll hear it again. Here's the 45 seconds from Nick Saban.
1: All right, so um, you know, most important thing I think in this game is, you know, great practice habits. Uh, technically, work on the things that you need to do to go execute. And you know, you're going to play against a good player. They have a lot of good players. Need to know exactly what to do, how to do it, why it's important to do it that way. So when it comes to the game, you're not really thinking about it. You can do it automatically, um, and you know that takes great preparation uh, and focus. Uh, and that's what's going to help you have success in the game, and that's what guys have to stay focused on. You know, you can't worry about what anybody else says or thinks or does. you got to worry about what you got to do, and I think that's the most important thing for our team right now.
2: All right, so Nick Saban also uh, adding some of that. I've heard practice has been a little bit of a roller coaster as this season has been. Monday was a great practice. Tuesday a, a pretty solid practice. Wednesday, okay But not where Monday and Tuesday was. So you hope that uh, they didn't peak early in the week and they can get back, dial back in. But, uh, you know, I hear so much and I have to filter in my head what I'm going to present to you because. This team has been sloppy in practice. Now, that doesn't always work to Saturday. Sometimes they have a sloppy week, and if you'd see some of the messages that I would get behind the scenes, you're like, man, this team's going to get beat, going to get beat. But sometimes the sloppy is right the opposite for the play. So don't overreact when you look at the sloppiness of Alabama but because uh, they've been sloppy pretty much the entire season. But I go back to say this, and and they were a little scrappy yesterday. My understanding is uh there was a couple of – uh You know, there are a couple of uh, little, um, not like, when when you say fights, you know, they're not like Deontay Wilder and Mike Tyson going at it, but uh, there was some scrappiness offense and defense. Get them out. Go, 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 go. Hey, we want to, fighting is, it's not bad. As Nick Saban used to say, we don't separate him anymore. I'm too old to separate. So, you know, if you want to swing at a helmet, just make sure you're not a guy that we need those hands out there like a wide receiver or one of the other players. So anyway, we'll talk about it with T-Bob Bear coming up in just a couple of minutes. We're always powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota, TuscaloosaToyota.com, 3325. Skylon Boulevard and online at TuscaloosaToyota.com, 3325. Skylon Boulevard and online at TuscaloosaToyota.com. The solution is hybrid. To Learn more about Tuscaloosa Toyota hybrid vehicles and how you can reduce your carbon footprint. Uh, You can check it out, Tuscaloosa Toyota and TuscaloosaToyota.com. But how about a Tundra? How about a Tacoma? How about two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive? How about a four-runner, two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, RAV4, Highlander, Camry, Corolla? And remember, electrify your life with the all-new 2024 Grand Highlander. You can see that vehicle at Tuscaloosa Toyota and also TuscaloosaToyota.com. We're going to go to T-Bob Abert coming up in about four minutes. We'll have a chance to feature him and a lot more. We're going to have some fun between now and 6 o'clock Tuscaloosa's longest running sports show. I'm Ryan Fowler. This is the game on Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC. Your are home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports.
3: Always live. Always local. Dependable news coverage. The latest news only from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom.
4: Developers are asking for tax incentives to build a $57 million resort hotel near the North River Yacht Club. Unrelated to a different resort hotel, Sports Illustrated is developing here. Libraries in Tuscaloosa City Schools were given more than $300,000 to spend on buying new books this week. And both the holidays on the plaza ice skating rink and the tinsel trail of Christmas trees will return downtown later this month. For the details on all these stories and more, get connected at TuscaloosaThread.com.
3: Latest local news in Tuscaloosa. Alabama sports updates. And severe weather information. Download the free Tuscaloosa Threat app. Never pay for your news and sign up for our daily newsletter with news updates.
0: This
3: Alabama football season.
0: Tide 100.9,
5: Tuscaloosa weather. Nothing but sunshine this afternoon. The high today, 62. Clear tonight, not as cold as last night, below 34. For tomorrow and Saturday, sunny both days with a warming trend. The high tomorrow, 68. The high Saturday afternoon, at 73. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 61 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: You're inside the game on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
2: You know when you go through a special booking agent and. You know, they have special requests, right? I mean, if you went to a concert in the green room or if you're uh, getting ready to go on a news channel, there's a green room and they have all these different candies and Skittles and drinks. And, you know, if you like apple juice or cranberry juice or maybe you're into adult beverages, those are in there. And so his people has contacted our people and we do this normally at five o'clock, but I've I've never had this type of request, but I'll do it anyway. We do it at five o'clock, but I'd like to run through them here now because of the special request, 18 national titles, 29 SEC titles, 145 first-team All-Americans, 76 postseason games, 45 postseason victories, four Heisman winners, and the greatest college football coach to ever walk the sidelines. T-Bob Bear, welcome into the game. I hope all is well. Yo, right?
6: what's up, dude? Hey, look, man, I hope you enjoy saying that because you're going to be saying that, what, 10, 20, 30 years from now. What are you saying? We're going to be stuck on is- those
2: numbers? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, is that why your people is- requested? Is only, that why you guys? The
6: only, only problem is you're going to still be talking about Nick Saban. And he's going to be but a distant memory at that point. So let's be clear about that. That's my message to y'all all day. Okay, I've been talking to Alabama fans through the grapevine all day long. And I just want to be painfully clear about where we all stand. Okay. You are a civilization in decline. OK, and look, it's not a say, look, progress is not linear. Decline is not linear. Maybe you get a championship somewhere in there. Right. But it is undeniable that you will die before you ever again reach the consistent success that you have enjoyed the last 15 years. So just know that. Just know that you've already peaked. You're in your 30s. Well, guess what? I hope you had a great time because if you live to be 80, you ain't ever going to get this good again. You're in your 20s. Sucks to be you. Because all you know is good, and the rest of your life is going to be less than. You're like an athlete that never finds out what to do after he gets done playing, and you're just walking around life sad and depressed because they're no longer the giga-chat alpha that you once were. So, yeah, look, Kirby's already cut you. BK already cooked you up once. He's coming for two-piece this Saturday. Going to make it three of five overall. I don't know what to tell you all. It was a good run. It was a good run, man.
2: And look, this year no, been No, it wasn't just you, good. I mean, it was sure. the greatest. It was the greatest uh-huh. in the history yeah. of sports. Okay. NFL, okay, college. Great. This is great. better than the Chicago Bulls. It's better yeah. than the L.A. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's better than all of them. I mean, we're Exactly, we're exactly, exactly.
6: And what's the common denominator behind all of this? Mm. They've never been recreated. Nobody's ever retained those heights once again. So you can say better to have loved and lost and never loved at all, but, and that's all so well and good. But, on, but you still got to be, be thinking about that form of love for the rest of your life, though.
2: Okay, okay. So you really think you got a chance coming at Tuscaloosa?
6: Oh, I know they got a chance. This is a three-point spread for a reason. What you mean, got a chance? What do you mean? Football's an easy game. Do you have the better quarterbacks? If you do, you win a lot of the time. Got a chance. Get the hell up out of here. What? And I don't even talk about how the Alabama's offensive line is just putrid and gives up 7,000 sacks and 8,000 TFLs because, quite frankly, Jalen milroe's good enough where he makes it not really matter. Like, everybody keeps telling me, LSU needs to get pass rush. LSU needs to get pass rush. I'm like, do they? Everybody's got pass rush. It doesn't really matter that much. I don't Jayden have Leroy's a comeback for this, T-Bob.
2: We're going to have to skip this <laughs> part of the topic because, I mean, if we did have a stand-in statue back there at quarterback, I don't know how many sacks. I mean, we got 36 sacks and uh, in comparison. And it's you like, want...
6: look, I get it. I get it. Like, Jalen may hold on to the ball some, but at the same time, he's completed like 75% of his passes when he's pressured. And I want to say, I don't know where it's at currently, but like a couple of weeks ago, he had uh, he had like an absurd, like, one twenty-five quarterback passer rating when pressured. So I don't I don't know that I see a great path to this LSU defense stopping Alabama's explosivity or their offense. I'm just kind of banking that maybe Milro makes a crucial error, the Alabama offense doesn't sustain drives like it's kind of struggled to this year, and that at the end of the day, the LSU offense is going to be the one that has to win you this game.
2: All right, so let me let me throw another thing out there when you when you look at this, okay? Because we – I mean, you've played on multiple different positions on the offensive line. We've been talking about the snaps and how inconsistent they have been. Do you have any thoughts or did you see anything? You think this is on the quarterback? You think it's on the center? I'm sure it's a combination of the both. But we've been having a lot of snap issues and turnovers. No, if, guns, if, gun, really if get...
6: gun snaps are bad, I would say that's on the center. Like, I, I don't know – how you could ever blame a shotgun snap on the quarterback? It just is what it is, and I've seen. But what if the snap uh, from, counts
2: off? Maybe, maybe that's because it well, doesn't seem well, like he's ready is, for for those snaps. Is my my thought?
6: So that could. It, it, okay, yes. If we're talking about off-target snaps, that's always going to be on the center out of gun. Miss time snaps could go either way, right? Either the center goes early, the quarterback says one count, does another. Um, but I don't know. Uh, Alabama centers just, he's looked jumpy this year, man. Jumpy this year, like illegal snap penalties, getting beat at times, inaccurate shotgun snaps. He's been one of the biggest kind of, I mean, I don't know much about his pedigree. The fact that he's on Alabama tells me he was probably like a four or five star coming out of high school, but he's been one of the, uh, bigger surprises in terms of just, being like a real negative for this team overall, and I apologize. I'm getting in my car. So my you're fine. You're fine. You're I'm fine. fine. I'm right it back.
2: happens to me all the time. So we'll we'll set it up. We're talking with T. Bob A. Bear. Uh, T. Bob does radio all over uh, the country. He's on a national platform, but also does uh, there in Baton Rouge, uh, ESPN one hundred four point five, and all of our great friends down there with Matt Mascana. T. Bob A. Bear. T. Bob hey, every morning from seven oh, until. Ten and uh, he's praising oh, the University you. of Alabama right here from uh, uh, on our segment. You can connect with him, T. Bob. Fifty three. Was that long enough for you? I mean, I, I was trying to fill yeah, it. Out. Yeah. Like a politician. No, you did
6: great. Okay, you did great. You did great. And look, uh, let's be clear. You know, I I'm very impressed and amazed with what Nick Saban has built in Alabama. Say it again, T. Bob. Say it again. Say and, it again. And, and it's been and it's been it's been a fantastic run, hasn't it, y'all? Like, oh, it really it's been has. It's been, it's been a fantastic run. But, but all empires end, don't they? You know, all good things but, must but come not to an end. This
2: year, we don't want it to well, end this year. It, it will end when yeah, Nick Saban says well, it will end. Fair?
6: Well, no, no. I mean, did Nick Saban say that Texas was going to come in and beat you all by 10 in Tuscaloosa and embarrass you? Or did that just happen?
2: Let me let me look Did back. Nick I, want, I want to at this. Let me look back sure at this Florida State. Didn't you guys take a whipping? Didn't, didn't you guys?
6: Oh 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 no! See Ryan, this is where you'll never. You can't look. You can't race a degenerate to the bottom. You it, know it, what is the old Game of Thrones saying? What is dead may never die. Like after you've gotten your ass kicked eight years in a row, like you can't do anything to me. Like LSU loses Saturday. Yeah, whatever. Now, come on. Nick Saban has not the heart of the tiger. This has, he? No, 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 no. He's strengthened it, right? Because I've gone through the pain. I've gone through the lowest of low. So this doesn't represent that. You can't get me back down to where you done had me before. And so all it means is that you're dealing with a psycho killer that wants nothing but blood, that knows nothing but blood lust, and that has no sense of self-preservation. Because all he cares about is killing the other person and making them feel that pain. Like Alabama wins Saturday. Oh, that's all well and good. What's going to happen? They still don't get their ass kicked by George in the SEC Championship.
2: Well, for this year, if Nick Saban could get this team, because this is not Nick Saban's best team. It's not even close. I mean, I don't think it's no. his best coaching staff. Uh, I think it's probably one of his weakest coaching staff, top to bottom. Because uh, I, I think when I look back at it, maybe you know more about this. When I look at Tommy Reese, I had higher expectations for him. And then I'm starting to kind of question, why did Brian Kelly not take him to Baton Rouge?
6: Well, the funniest part about that is Brian Kelly actually really did want to take him to Baton Rouge. Uh, Reese said no. Reese chose to stay, which is which is part of the 4-D chess game that Brian Kelly pulled to get Alabama to go after Tommy Reese and Tyler Bugner. But, uh, no, not really. But, but like, in all seriousness, no, Brian Kelly really wanted Tommy Reese. But Marcus Freeman recruited him to stay at Notre Dame. If he so, loses like, Saturday, you, of...
2: you, you can take him with you. <laughs> well,
6: that's what I was going to say. Like, I know how Tide fans feel about him this year. And I'm not saying they're wrong, but just know that amongst the, you know, the college football intelligentsia, the hive mind, the smart guys that, like, Marcus Freeman wanted him, Brian Kelly wanted him, and Nick Saban wanted him. So for whatever it's worth, he was viewed as a bit of a young uh Boonderkin of sorts. Um I'll say this on the Saban job thing. It is remarkable uh that still, despite being so flawed, despite not you know, going from having like every single good quarterback in the NFL right now seemingly went to Alabama, right? And then you get to Jalen Milro. And that's not fair to Milro because Milro's still like the eighth highest rated passer in the country, all this other sort of stuff. But it is um, pretty remarkable that with this team, this staff, that Nick Saban has this Alabama team where they are currently in the driver's seat, controlling their own destiny in the SEC West. And I, I would like to lean on you for this. I feel like Nick Saban is happier than he's been in years. Whereas, I mean, I think my guy was getting a little tired of having to motivate from the front, right? Beating teams 50 to 10 and having to still rule with the lash and say, we're not good enough. We got to be better. We got to be better. Like when I see him bebopping around after the Tennessee game, smiling, chomping on cigars, that feels like a man who is absolutely loving remembering what it's like to be in a fight. Remember what it's like to maybe taste your own blood and to be like, oh, no, we actually have to come out here and do this thing. And I think he's kind of looks reinvigorated to me. Like, that's what actually worries me more than anything. Nick Saban looks like he's having fun again for the first time in forever.
2: Well, I think he's got some new, you know. I mean, you were probably in a neighborhood where you know you wanted some competition, right? You wanted the kids to compete, whether whether it was baseball or football or basketball. Nick Saban has some some playmates. Uh, Kirby's doing what he's doing over in yeah. Athens. That's a challenge, certainly. Brian Kelly, when you look down in in Baton Rouge, you, you can look at. I mean, you can also make the argument that some teams drifting. Lane Kiffin's doing some things at Ole Miss. Uh, Tennessee seems to be back. So he has some challenges. And Nick Saban has always told us for 17 years, I love a challenge. That is, yeah, I think that fuels him. Uh, I would agree with that.
6: And that is what does worry me about Saban here a bit is he seems as energetic as ever. And from people that I've talked to within the Alabama program, um, yeah, they said he's just running around there like he's like 30 years old again.
2: So, you got sources inside the Alabama program, huh? Okay.
6: Yeah, you like that, Dave? You
2: like that, I, I I bet I, uh, <clears throat> he probably has been thrown the football a few times. Uh, I'm trying to connect the connections here.
6: I've got, I've got, I've got, it's more than one. Let's just say that. It's more than one. Same thing
2: crawled off the field at Bryant. Did he study him because his offensive line, you know, didn't? Really uh, I don't
6: know who you're talking about. Oh, you're talking about MedBurger? Yeah,
2: I figured that was your source. No,
6: no, no. Ironically, it's maybe a different quarterback, but
2: uh, I'll let oh, you chew on Okay, okay, okay. All right, so let me walk back. I want to walk back. When you and I, in SEC media days, when you pulled it off, weren't you wearing, like, some Canes footwear? Was that what you were wearing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, so, they look like crotch. Yeah, yeah, which uh, we're going to give away a pair of those tomorrow, by the way. But
6: uh, Oh, hell yeah. They're uh, really cool. Actually, don't the, uh, I got –
2: they get the Alabama, you got the Alabama ones.
6: You got the Alabama. I got the Alabama ones? ones for one of my boys because I'm a good friend, and he went to That's Alabama. Sweet. I got the roll tide. That is I know. that is so awesome.
2: All right, so I know. you, you're sitting there. You're in the Canes footwear that looks like Crocs. You've got a cowboy hat on. You've got shorts and a uh, an Hawaiian shirt, if I remember correctly.
6: Yeah. Did you have? And make the,
2: sure they were they were
6: very short floral shorts. Because it was actually a bathing suit. It was a very kind of risque, somewhat promiscuous bathing suit. I mean, like, if I sit down in that bathing suit room, you're seeing full nut sack. That's how promiscuous I'm talking.
7: <laughs> and it
6: happened.
8: Well, I thankfully, I had a— right after I Thankfully, got the I the had
7: first a— time. And we're posting a picture right now. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I don't have no, it on I, my mean, phone. I i I, <laughs> I went to
6: I went to I went to the pool right after I got the suit. I love the suit. Okay, okay. And I went to the pool for like uh, I don't know, Labor Day. I don't know, something like that, right? Okay. And it's at like one of my kids' friends, family's pool, and I sit down and I'm talking to him. I just met these other dads, and one of them was like, uh, Mr. A Bear, I need to ask you to close your legs. So I can mm, see your nuts. Ah, mm. And sure enough, I was accidentally just hanging sacked you know, but, uh, but I like I'm my legs. i want to to them all.
2: a question here and you've got me so distracted. I'm not even <laughs> sure where I was going. All right. So you're sitting, you're sitting there in Nashville at the beautiful hotel. If I would have yeah. told you then that LSU would be the number one offense in college football, would you have believed me?
6: Uh, no, 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 no. No, I was a big believer in Jaden Daniels, right? Like I, that is one thing that, you know, whatever we, we spout off so much crap, and half the time we're right, and half the time we're wrong, and we always are just like, look at where I was right. Uh, but we that, is, that. that, is, I agree. that I agree. is one of the few in which I did expect Jaden Daniels to take a large leap. I know many thought he was like a known quantity at that point, but he had never been in such a stable situation. He had his attorney coach staff, returning weapons, yada, yada, yada. What not even I appreciated was the full depth of work ethic that Jaden Daniels was going to put in over this offseason because uh, reportedly he was in there, you know, 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. They said they had to change the hours. And I know it sounds apocryphal. You could say, oh, well, people, you know, that stuff always, like those stories always come about when somebody shows great improvement. Like, okay, well, even whatever. Let's say it is slightly exaggerated. He didn't get better by accident. Like that man worked his ass off this year to improve where he was bad, which was – working through progressions, throwing the ball downfield, being more explosive, throwing with timing over the middle, behind zone coverages. like He's just a complete quarterback. Whereas last year, he was an athlete that they were really minimizing the playbook for. This year, he's an athlete that they're maximizing the playbook for.
2: If I would have told you that day, That LSU in total defense would be 91st in the country, giving up over six yards per play. Would you have believed me?
6: No, 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 no. Oh my God, no, this defense is so bad. Hey, you know what's crazy? When I hear 96, I'm like, okay, we're moving up, man. You know? (laughs) Well, I was trying to be (laughs) nice. I mean, if I'd have went yards per play, it would have dropped a little bit. So I was just. A a couple. A couple weeks ago, it was way worse. I want to say... Okay, well, it's uh, 108
2: if you look at yards per play. Okay, so... The
6: stat that I've been looking at is stop rate, which is a very simple uh, statistic, and to me it's maybe my favorite defensive statistic because it encapsulates everything. It's just when the opponent gets the ball, what's the percentage chance that they score? And I haven't checked in a couple of weeks, but... After the Missouri game, LSU was literally dead last in all of the Power Five. So 65 out of 65, and I think they were like 127 overall in stop rate where teams had a better than 50% chance of scoring every time they touched the ball. Now, it's gotten better recently, but it's also gotten better recently because you've played Auburn and Army and some other pretty hapless offenses.
2: T-Bob, let me go back to 2011. I want to go back to inside Bryant Diddy Stadium, uh, because I tell yeah. people all the time, to me, that was the best college game. I've ever been to. I know Tua did second and twenty six. That was a lot of fun, but it was only for just a few minutes. I mean, that team was pretty sloppy uh, that entire game until Tua came in. But but that two thousand eleven game, we hear a lot from an Alabama perspective, losing that game, uh, the thoughts in the locker room. Give me the LSU perspective of that game of the century. Oh,
6: it was amazing, man! It was it was one of those games where there was just such an extreme build up to it. I mean, uh, because that was kind of at the beginning when we started this new bi-week thing. So you had the full two weeks and, you know, that year I was a senior and so, and I was like a media guy. They trust me to do media, right? So I I was doing a lot of media and like, I remember all of a sudden...
2: Whoa, 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 whoa. They trusted you to go in front of the camera and represent the LSU Bengal Tigers? Imagine that.
6: So it's like all of a sudden for two weeks, I'm doing like Live Sports Center hits, and I'm like playing pool with Aaron Andrews, and like every single things about like game of the century, game of the century. It's so big, it's so big, and and it was it was intimidating, but it was awesome, it was enthralling. And I mean intimidating in that of course is intimidating. You're not nervous, you're not alive for this game, but it's also why you come to college. Like why else do you commit to LSU or Alabama if to not play on a game like Saturday night? Where college game day is going to be there. There's championship expectations on the line. There's a ton of NFL players all over the field. There's NFL scouts loaded down the stand. There's 100,000 people losing their mind trying to wish you doom and death and loss. I mean, it's just, it's what Alabama fans what don't do you that. T Bob, they're it nice. Is what. Yeah, to, yeah, 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 yeah. Just look at a picture of when that stadium's lit up, lit up red with the LEDs and tell me you can't feel. The evil demonic aura of the Crimson Emperor em- emanating through the skies. But, um, but no, it's, but it's fantastic, man. That's why you do it. And so there was so much buildup and you get through that game. We didn't play well. Defense carries the day. We get lucky. We win. And it just felt like, oh my God, we did it. After all that buildup, you done and did it and you beat Alabama. And at the time, it kind of felt like, okay, the test is passed. We won't have to see them again. Uh, Let's move on. And then we all know how, obviously, the rest of that year ended up playing out.
2: I wasn't even going to ask you about it. I wasn't even going to ask you about it. See, I was setting it up uh, because I do look back at that 2011 game. All right, so final question. I doubt this game is going to be anything like that 2011 game. What do you think? I would be shocked. Yeah, yeah, me too. (laughs) Um, But but you never know. You never know. Uh, But let me ask you, is this game played in the 30s? The twenties, the forties. Uh, if, it, if it gets way on up there, to me, it favors LSU. But uh, so
6: this feels this. Okay, I was about to saying this feels a little chalky. But I'll say this: it's in the twenties, Alabama wins. It's in the thirties, coin flip. If it's in the forties, LSU wins. I, you
2: know, you, you,
6: I feel that's a pretty amen. logical breakdown of the situation.
2: Yep, you nailed it. I totally agree. So, what do you think is what do you think is played? Um.
6: If I'm being completely honest, and again, I've been making this joke all week, but the commissioner called me into his office early this week. He took my gun. He took my badge. He took me off the case. I'm too close to this thing, right? Like, when you love something, you're not that far off from hating that thing. And being Alabama fans, y'all can appreciate this because y'all hate everything. And so, like, when you love something, that thing's weaknesses loom that much larger to you. And so, yeah, analytically, to me, going on the road in Alabama where your weakness appears to be so much greater than their weakness, that feels like LSU should lose that game. But honestly, the point spread lets you know it's just one of those coin flip situations. You just say F it, go balls to the wall, and see what happens.
2: It kind of reminds me of Ryan Anderson when he said uh, down in LSU. I could add Cindy the video clip. He said it's one of those you got to bring your own gonads to the game. But uh, he used some other uh, vocabulary that He's I'll. Right. Uh, yeah, he said it. But but that's, that's B-Y-O-B. Why,
6: BYOB. Yeah, it's a BYOB game or a BYOT.
2: Either way, yeah. either way. He is every morning from 7 until 10, Monday through Friday from 104.5 in Baton Rouge, ESPN. T-Bob Hebert, T-Bob 53 on the Twitter account. T-Bob, thanks, man, for your time. Uh, answer your calls about midnight because I'm going to jump in with you and Matt Muscana, uh after Alabama no. lays it on the Tigers. No,
6: no, 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 what, what no. What time
2: no. am I going to make the appearance in the morning? You going you to you make room for me?
6: Um. Oh, that's actually, you know what? We should, dude. We should. How about this? How about 8.30 a.m. tomorrow? Perfect. You down? Yeah. Get a little, get a little Alabama on there and see, 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 see how the Tiger fans take. We don't do that too often. I'll be very interested to see how they respond to your masturbatory madness when you come in reliving all these glories of the past.
2: And you got to also think I'll be pumped up after listening to Nick Saban tonight at uh, the Nick Saban Show. So I'll be ready to go. 8.30, <laughs> I'll be ready to go. T-Bob, I appreciate you, man. Thanks, man, for making time for us. Hope you have a great afternoon.
6: All right, Ryan. Always fun, man. You have an excellent weekend. And uh, go Tigers. I hope you all get your ass kicked this Saturday.
2: Roll Tide. Thanks. T-Bob, baby. Later. ESPN 104.5 in Baton Rouge. Uh always fun to be a visit with him. I love his energy. Uh even though I disagree with a lot of his comments. Listen, he's a college football. That's what college football is all about. Woo! That's what it's about. It's about literally my school, my pride against your pride. We'll take phone calls. We'll take a lot of things coming up in just a couple of minutes. T Town Tide one hundred point nine, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. It's time to dreamlandbbq.com. Dreamland barbecue Dreamland since 1958. Coach Brown arrived at the University of Alabama. So did Dreamland with Big Daddy's barbecue hickory smoke ribs. If you're talking about catering for that big tailgate, or maybe it's just that family gathering or that small office party, you can do it at either location. You can also order online, carry out, curbside pickup, delivery are now available. It is dreamlandbbq.com. We do our score prediction every Tuesday and Wednesday made possible by Dreamland that wonderful hickory smoked barbecue ribs. How about the Big Daddy Barbecue Sandwich? Those wings are underrated. They're one of the best in town. You'll find them there. How about those barbecue baked potatoes? Absolutely. Either location in our immediate area, Tuscaloosa and the original location there off Jug Factory Road. Downtown Northport. Dreamland ain't nothing like them nowhere. Pharmacy at Midtown. TJ Thomas. He's the Nick day of the pharmacist and if your pharmacist doesn't have an Alabama shirt on, you don't one 205 205-752-0627, sterile compounding facility, the only sterile compounding facility here in T-Town and West Alabama, all the compounding needs. The retail side, if you're looking for a pharmacy, many of those have closed here in West Alabama and you're looking to transfer your prescriptions, PharmacyMidtown.com, PharmacyMidtown.com, Conveniently located right there at the back of Midtown. You'll find the pharmacy at Midtown, a huge part of our show. If you find your... The
0: best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
2: Hey, you know, we have some Thursday night football, too. We have literally Thursday night football. Can you believe it? I mean, I've been screaming for Thursday football. I'm not talking about NFL. I like the NFL, but I like college football a lot better. TCU at Texas Tech. That's a decent game out in Lubbock. So Texas Tech hosting TCU. Wow, TCU. How the mighty fall. Very, very quickly. Quickly. TCU. Uh, Texas Tech is the favorite in this Wake Forest and Duke South Alabama Troy okay I'll take it I mean it's not it's not like we're talking national championship implications here but at least it's some respectable football South Alabama Troy Troy is one of the best uh, teams there uh, in their conference South Alabama four and four traveling to Troy if that was here just a couple of minutes away, that'd be a good fun game to go to uh, go attend. I think some of these teams, these smaller teams, could take advantage more advantage of uh, you know these non prime time opportunities because there'll be a ton of people watching that on ESPN too. So you got ESPN, uh, you even got a FS one with TCU and Texas Tech. Let's start with Nick Saban here talking about Tommy Reese. I got a little bit late with T. Bob Bear. Do thank him for his time and. Um, Uh, Here is the conversation where we were talking about Tommy Reese just a couple seconds ago. Nick Sable was asked about Tommy Reese, and this is how he responded.
1: Uh, I don't don't think anything different. Um, You know, Tommy works hard and tries to do the best he can to help our players to play well in the game. Um, I don't think in these kind of games you want to sort of try to, I don't know what you would call it, um, do a lot of new stuff. Because the players need to have confidence in what you're doing, and they gain confidence in doing that through, you know, cumulative reps throughout the course of the season. And if you just make a bunch of changes, you know, they start looking at you like, you know, don't you think we can execute what we've been doing? Uh so I think you gotta be a little careful, but I I don't I don't see that happening. I, I think he's focused on trying to get our players in the right spots to do the right things that help them have a chance to be successful.
2: There it is, Nick Saban talking about Tommy Reese. Let me break, I'll clean some things up. Super Joe first up, Dawson, George, I see all of you guys. We're going to work our way to keys to victory. What are your keys to victory for Alabama and LSU? We'll do that on the Twitter account. We'll do it on Facebook. We'll take your thoughts. What are the keys to victory for Alabama over LSU? We'll take your calls, 205-342-9904. We'll also honor that 1973 National Championship team. Gary Rutledge coming up at about 20 minutes in Tuscaloosa Tide, 100.9, 1230 WTBC. You're home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. DanielMoreArt.com as we celebrate special occasions, birthdays, anniversary, that Alabama fan in your life. It's DanielMoreArt.com. Christmas time upcoming. You want to celebrate that Alabama fan by visiting the website. All the great prints celebrating Heisman winners, great coaches, Nick Saban, and Alabama's given us so many great moments to think about. And we talk about living rooms. Tua by vailoa second and 26, Devontae Smith, Heisman Heights, Mark Ingram, Bryce Young, Nick Saban, Coach Stallings, Coach Bryant. DanielMoreArt.com. Remember the code word, The Game gets a significant discount. You gotta put it in, The Game, significant discount, DanielMoreArt.com. And we would also ask when you say, where did you hear about this? We'd ask that you would select The Game with Ryan Fowler. We greatly appreciate you. Go into DanielMoreArt.com.
0: Those phone lines on the game with Ryan Fowler. 205 342 9904. You're inside the game on your home for Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
2: Look at you, Noah. It's good stuff, man. Um. See, if you play this song, you got to let me get the the, the the chorus right here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This this is good stuff. I was born in 78, man. This is my stuff. Listen right here. Here we go. This is T-Bob singing to Alabama. So
0: we
3: take each other's hand. Good you understand
2: This is T Bob talking to Nick Sutton. That's what I'm saying. What's he talking about? Right? right here.
9: Here it is, right
2: here. Oh, don't you just know, love college football? have a lot of fun we have a lot of fun fun. i I gotta have some ammunition though i gotta have some ammo because if i'm gonna go on in baton rouge and i usually try to go on with those guys you know we do a lot of what we call i don't know fraternities call it swaps i guess we can call it swaps uh i i never was in the greek system Uh, didn't have enough money i was in the barely made it club uh that's where i was at uh no i just uh whoa wow but um when you look at you know going on a radio show, we do it a lot with uh, other radio shows that in the typical city, and uh, appreciate uh, T. Bob for coming on here in Tuscaloosa. Super Joe, Super, you're Super Joe, you're in the game. I hope all is well. What's going on? you feeling, man? I'm good. I need some ammo for tomorrow morning against uh, those folks in Baton Rouge. What should I tell them?
10: Well, right now, T. Well, we're gonna go ahead. All we gotta do is go ahead and put a stop on that offense, which I believe we can do that. You know, to make make the right decisions on the third downs and stuff like Because, you know, and then we can get we can get loose on the LSU defense, you know, because, I mean it's it's still I ain't gonna say all that me, mediocre, but they are suspect.
2: And in a way, what's the move there? Who's this clown that's from Bat Rouge? What this guy's name? Uh T Bob A Bear. You remember Bobby A Bear, which uh played for the Saints, played for the Falcons, a uh, long-time NFL right. quarterback.
10: Yep, that's his right. son. Yep. Oh, his son. Well, he sounds quite arrogant. Right. His, son, his, son, his son's a little arrogant.
2: Uh, maybe you could say arrogant or just, I mean, he's been beat down so much that you got to respond somehow. I mean, how would you like, I mean, think about this, Super Joe. If you did radio in Baton Rouge, and for one, he played it, baton rouge and he played uh i think he may have won a national title no i don't think he did no i think he did i think he did i think he won a national title uh in les Miles' national championship but um he played for another loss you would come up you would lose adjectives to describe what do you feel about this game and so that is just a product of alabama whipping that tail for all those years
10: okay you get write to finish santa basin I say he got some. heat better and okay. I mean, you like to talk smack, right? I mean, I've heard
2: that's you right, for that's years. Right.
10: So that's what I do. What like would to you talk tell him? Me. What would you tell T-Bob? I said, I said, T-Bob, come on, man, step on in Super Joe's office a little bit. I am all just say like this. Oh, cause he this is a football player I'm talking to. Oh, I see. I see where he's got good ground there. But you know, you got your national championship. with okay, with less miles. and I mean, he had a lot. And you know, coach, he ended up having a lot less miles. But let's go ahead and just make this plan simple. All right, though. You know, like I said, Coach Stabler gonna get at least two more before he get up out of here. Okay, what a joke! Now, what example did Joe coach? Okay, where's Joe Coach's dynasty? Ain't none, is it? But y'all know you got to get radio talk show, and I respect you, out there in Baton Rouge. But go ahead and keep, but they're telling you to keep your attitude right when you call this damn show, all right? So just remember, like I said, we got the stacks on the trophies. Okay, we got the stacks on the SEC championships. But do y'all really have that in Baton Rouge like that? You but really other
2: than so. other than that, I'm talking about. I need to smack talk about this game because I got to go on. What should I tell them? You know, what should I? I mean, you got to me. You got to get me fired up because LSU you y'all, y'all they're gonna come out sick. They're gonna
10: LSU coming out this year. This is a good revenge factor. We're y'all about revenge, to catch the LSU flu.
9: Okay,
10: LSU. okay I like a, that. Going, gonna be, They're gonna catch the LSU flu. Okay, that's what they're gonna catch. And then, like I
2: said, State University, right? And that' what it's called. Yeah, yeah, LSU. We're gonna be losing slow and ugly. Losing slow and ugly. Oh, okay, I like yeah, that, Super yeah. Joe. Did you come up with that? I mean,
10: I like. No, that. my father. My father did when I, when you know, when we beat them twenty one to nothing.
2: LSU we, losing, we losing the- slow and ugly. I like that, Super Joe. That's good. I'm going to write that one down. I like that. See, that's what I'm talking about. I need that type of material. Losing
10: slow and ugly. Yeah. Okay. And then man, Baton Rouge is going to feel this year like and Scrooge.
2: Well, I don't know. I don't know if I could use that one, but uh, I could possibly. Bat
10: but you know, okay. but like yeah, but like, but like, that's all good. That's all good. Okay. I'm gonna say like this, you know, this is like I said, this is gonna be a good yeah, It's gonna be a good game for us. Okay, not saying LSU will not score, and they probably they will probably. I look at a good thirty-four, fourteen, maybe twenty to fourteen. We can we can go, we got this.
2: Okay. So you you believe keys to victory just score more points, right? point
10: like I said, okay. The offense is going to do its thing, and the defense and the defense is going to dominate. So, and like, so you know, it's like this. So they right. just go what it is. Roll you know, like down. I said, roll time. We got this. Is, like I said, LSU. And then, and I understand something else too. We we got two more. Of we got two more morning games. out of Kentucky out there, in Lexington. We did get home and home against Chattanooga. Yep.
2: Yeah, which eleven o'clock? 11. I mean, I don't like the eleven o'clock window, but that's going to become a very popular window. And uh I'll take 11am before I will take 8pm so uh 8pm now for our pregame folks with DC and Christian Miller uh, 11 a.m. starts are logistically a little bit of a nightmare. But, hey, Super Joe, I appreciate you so much, man. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. Go, we're going to talk with a quarterback from a 1973 team, Gary Rutledge, coming up in just a couple of minutes. We're going to feature him. 1973 team will be honored at this Alabama and LSU game. Uh, speaking of Alabama, Alabama and LSU, he had a great performance against that one uh back in 1973. We'll talk about it coming up. Gary Rutledge next right here on the game. T-Town. Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food right there in Northport. If you're looking for the great specials daily, the fajitas are outstanding. The pastor's dip, the appetizers, the fried ice cream, always a great option. It is Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food. Also find the food truck and we are also now serving breakfast at Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food. Stop by the McFarland Boulevard location. You can also find them in Northside. Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food with Pastor Garcia. Tide 100.9,
5: Tuscaloosa weather. Nothing but sunshine this afternoon. The high today, 62. Clear tonight, not as cold as last night, below 34. For tomorrow and Saturday, sunny both days with a warming trend. The high tomorrow, 68. The high Saturday afternoon, it's 73. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Here's Isaac Lohenkron.
8: Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen, who's dealing with a shoulder injury, is practicing today. Head coach Sean McDermott said he's confident Allen will be able to play on Sunday night at Cincinnati. The Bills today also signed veteran defensive lineman Linval Joseph. Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson, also dealing with a shoulder injury, says he does not know yet if he'll be able to play on Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals. New York Giants head coach Brian Dayball has ruled out quarterback to Rod Taylor, as well as tight end Darren Waller for their game on Sunday at Las Vegas because of injuries. Chicago Bears defensive tackle Andrew Billings has agreed to a two-year contract extension worth a reported $8.5 million. New York Jets five-time Pro Bowl tackle Dwayne Brown returned to practice today. Brown has missed the last five games because of a hip injury.
2: Welcome you right back into the game. We are always powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota. TuscaloosaToyota.com. 3325, Scotland Boulevard, and online at TuscaloosaToyota.com. How about a Tundra? How about a Tacoma? How about a two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, 4Runner, Camry, Corolla, Highlander, RAV4? You'll find it right there, and you'll also find the pre-owned inventory, regardless of which side you choose. It comes with that lifetime powertrain warranty. David DeSantis and Tuscaloosa Toyota. Tuscaloosa will also welcome back the 1973 50th anniversary of that national championship football team the quarterback gary Rutledge joins us right now gary welcome back to tuscaloosa i hope you're having a great day sir
11: i am i have a better day tomorrow when they recognize our our guys i look forward to
2: it absolutely well let me just ask a generic question but when you think about that team 1973 what stands out about that team to you
11: Well, we were a team. We had no big individuals. We had no big uh, standout stars. You know, we had some All-Americans here and there, but we didn't have any, uh, you know, just out-and-out stars. Coach Bryant, you know, played two or three teams in a game. You know, we'd alternate uh, offenses, and by the middle of the first quarter, we'd have our second-string offense and defense in the game. So we were a a good, solid football team.
2: And and you brought that up, and you talk about – I mean, if you had a selfish player, uh, he probably wouldn't last in Coach Bryant's system.
11: That's for sure. I mean, it it was all about team with him. And, uh, you know, you wanted to be a part of the team. You wanted to play and you wanted to start. But nobody uh, was too cocky or arrogant. We we were still trying to fight for a starting position. But all in all, uh, we knew the ultimate goal was a national championship.
2: I want to ask you about the California game because when you look at that game uh what a season when you talk about points being scored i mean it, it's still you know so, some you know in the record books the stats but i mean you guys opened up and captured that momentum early what do you remember about the game against California 66 to nothing
11: well that we scored pretty much at will that <laughs> we were playing against uh Vince Paragamo who was a great quarterback who ended up being a great professional quarterback and uh we just knew they were coming to town to uh, establish their West Coast as being a better football team in a football area than the South. And uh, Coach Bryant had us ready to go and fired up, and uh, we just responded to whatever they threw at us. It was a great day for us in the wishbone. I mean, I don't think they understood the wishbone and how to defend it either. And many teams during the 73 uh, season did not know how to defend the wishbone, and that's why we were so successful and scored so many points.
2: Yeah, and I mean, we're going to dive into that, but also I want to talk about that next game because if uh, my research serves me well, that was Coach Bryant's first trip back to Kentucky, uh, that second game of this season.
11: Well, yeah, and I think we opened up a Commonwealth Stadium. We were the first team to play there uh, with Kentucky. And, yeah, we got we fell behind in that game. And uh, uh, Willie Shelby, I think, ran a kickoff back to start the second half that, that helped us win that game. So... Yeah, that was, uh, it was always fun to go play away from Denny's Denny Stadium for me because it, it got you fired up because all the other fans were cheering against us. And so it got me fired up, really.
2: Well, and then, and we go through the season. I want to ask you about every single one of these games, but we just love to talk Alabama history and we love uh, being able to feature uh, the former players like yourself to kind of help us understand. But, uh, the Virginia Tech game, 77 points and 700 yards of rushing. Um, I can imagine, uh, every whirlpool, uh, on Saturday, excuse me, on Sunday afternoon, when you guys, uh, got back into the training room was probably pretty full. <laughs>
11: Yeah, yeah. For I think how many guys we have go over a hundred yards? Sure, five or six
2: Yeah,
11: and uh and I'll have to be honest, they weren't very good. Though, the other teams, they were they were not good. uh But we, but of course, we were good, and we had fast running backs. We had a, a good team, and like I said, they hadn't defended the wishbone properly. They didn't know how, and so it all worked out great. And not to take anything away from our guys, but I. They really weren't that good, to be honest with you. I mean, anybody can score 77 seven points, you know, and they only scored, what, six? Uh, it wasn't a good match.
2: And Bruce Arians, by the uh, way, was the quarterback, uh, I believe, at that uh, – Oh,
11: okay.
9: Yeah. I didn't
2: remember that. Yeah, Virginia Tech. So a little, little, little history there from uh Virginia Tech perspective. Um, Gary, I want to ask about recruiting. Uh, when you talk about your decision to come to the University of Alabama, can you – Share some memories about being recruited uh, growing up in this state and then, you know, Coach Bryant coming and offering you a scholarship and recruiting you.
11: Well, I, I grew up an Alabama fan, so I was almost a, a, a gimme uh, as far as being recruited. My dad took me to Alabama games. I remember seeing Steve Sloan, Kenny Stabler, uh, maybe even Joe Namath uh, as a kid. And so uh, I wanted to go there, and I was fortunate enough to be able to Get a scholarship to where I wanted to go play. So recruiting for me wasn't uh, that tough. Now talk about my brother Jeff. Now he it was a whole different story being recruited with him because he was wanted all over the country and uh, he was fought for. I was I was a gift.
2: <laughs> well, now now he usually tells us the story and we've heard it a million times. And every time he comes on, we still get him to tell the story about the cigarette butt with coach Bryant sitting there in the living room your mom's beautiful white carpet he could do it better than anybody but uh do you yeah. have a side <laughs> of your story from from that perspective do you remember that uh
11: no I don't be honest with you uh uh coach Bryant never came to see me uh Brian he uh uh one of the assistant coaches recruited me I was like I said back in my day you could sign 45 50 players and so uh, they signed three or four quarterbacks and uh, all of that. So I was just lucky to be able to play and lucky that I uh, was one of the fortunate ones.
2: You know, it, I posted on Facebook just a couple of minutes ago that you were coming up on the show. And uh, this, this guy named Brian Russell asked, said, ask Gary about his favorite high school music teacher. I've got some stories. Does that bring anything up to you?
11: Yeah, that's uh, Benny Russell. That's uh, that's who it is. Our, yeah, yeah, sure. He uh, Benny Joe's his wife. Uh, yeah, we uh, Benny a good friends with my wife. We both, you know, I'm, my wife and I went to Banks High School. So, yeah, he was a great music teacher. He just passed a few years ago, but he was a well, great, well. This great may be. Fan. I wonder
2: if this is his son. I bet that's what it is. I bet Brian yeah, Russell. That's that exactly that's his son. It. Yeah. So yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. so so you were a music guy. Okay, okay. What, what instrument yeah, did you play? Come
11: on. Don't ask me to sing. No, I was in the choir. I was a choir. Okay, okay. boys' ensemble, that kind of
2: thing. Okay, all right. So I've got a. I, I've been told to ask you a funny story about your dad and Coach Bryant. Um, I, I don't know. I, I hope it's not a rumor, but uh, I was told to ask a funny story about your dad and Coach Bryant. Uh, I'm. Do you remember? What, okay. Well, what, I'm, what I'm talking
11: yeah, about. We, uh, sure. Yeah, we went to the. Uh, stadium to uh scrimmage uh and we took the bus from the Coliseum all the way to the stadium, you know, the bus. And uh it was when uh we were first going to the wishbone and uh I told Dad that we were gonna have a big scrimmage at the stadium to come down and watch. And uh so Dad drove down from Birmingham to watch the scrimmage and again they were trying to go to the wishbone and see in high school I had ran the Triple option as well, but it was out of the Houston beer split backs. And so, anyway, Dad came down to watch practice, and I didn't get in practice. And so, you know, you go through the tunnel to get out to the field, you come back through the tunnel to load on the buses. Well, I come through the tunnel, and Dad's waiting on me there. He sa- he says, "Son, why didn't you play? Why didn't you get in that scrimmage? I said, I don't know, Dad. They, they didn't put me in. Well, I'm going to say something to Coach Brian about that. So I said, Dad, don't do that, please. He said, I'm going to say something to it. And so, Dad, I, I get on the bus, and I'm looking out the bus window, and I'm seeing Coach Bryant my dad, nose to nose, Dad pointing the finger at him, like putting it in his chest and saying, Coach, you need to play my son. He can run this offense. You're making a mistake not playing him. I, that's what Dad told me afterward. And I said, are you kidding me, Dad? He said, I did. I stood up for you. You can play. I know you can. So, from that point on, I had to prove something. And Lord, Lord knows I did it finally, but dad put the pressure on me. And so ever since that time, for every game from then on, you know, coach Bryant would always meet the parents outside the dressing room and all that. And so uh, from then on, when dad was, and coach Bryant would see each other after a game, coach Bryant would come up to dad and say, "Uh, Mr. Ullich, you're not going to hit me. Are you? Wow. Dad, dad, Yeah, Dad stood up. I mean, Dad's, you know, most parents are going to stand up for their kids. And anyway, he got me playing, and it opened Coach Bryant's eyes maybe. I don't know.
2: (laughs) Gary, as a former player um, who played the quarterback position uh, and understands the game uh, to your complexity level, um, can you help us understand, you know, the sense of pride that you have in what Nick Saban's been able to accomplish here in Tuscaloosa?
11: Oh, it's unbelievable what he's done. I mean, just uh, day and age, there's good players everywhere. Uh, back in those days, I think Coach Bryant could get a lot of them, you know, because of his name. And Coach Saban probably can too, but I mean, but it's still so much different. The athletes are bigger, stronger, and faster. And to consistently over the period of the years that Coach Saban has been at Alabama to win as many championships and have as many 10, 11 game 12-game Uh, winning seasons it just blows your mind how how good he's done and he he consistently does it so uh it's 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 an amazing feat he's done
2: do you feel like there's extra pressure on the quarterback at alabama
11: no doubt about it i mean uh quarterback's always going to have the pressure you know he's either the goat or the or the or the hero you know either way and nowadays with uh passing the way it is and drop back passing and, and reading coverages. It's so much different and harder to play quarterback now than it was when I played the wishbone. You know, it was a little different offense, you know, running and pitching or keeping. But nowadays you got to read all these cornerbacks and the different coverages and the linemen that are coming after you are so big and strong and holding their hands up. And you've got your big old guys trying to block them. It's a totally different game than when I played it. It's amazing that these quarterbacks can do what they do at this level that they do it. It's amazing.
2: When you look at Jalen Milrow as a quarterback, what do you see?
11: I see a guy that is, is a good kid, that plays hard, that works hard. I think he's uh, the kind of player that Alabama needs. He, he's a quality human being. I love his, his Christian beliefs. Uh, he's a team player. He's not individualistic at all. Uh, he would be happy if he didn't throw for any yards and they won the game. That's the kind of guy you want leading your team. And uh, I think he's done a great job. I think maybe sometimes the offensive coordinator calls plays that he shouldn't. I think sometimes he's getting better, but I think Jalen's not a pocket passer. If they could roll him out more, fake fake and roll him out runner pass because he's a great runner. It would be more beneficial, but I. This is just a old ex quarterback. You giving my opinion on that, but Jalen's a good, good football player.
2: Well, and he's he's so physical. I mean, he's one of the fastest guys on the team. He's built out of stone, mountain granite. Is what I always like to say. I mean, he's just. Uh... Uh, I mean, could you imagine him running some of the wishbone stuff that you guys did back in the day? I mean, with that speed and that physicality, I mean, I'd love to see it. Not that we're ever going to go back to the wishbone, but I'd love to see uh, a guy like that in the wishbone uh, system.
11: I would too. Him and Jalen Hurts both—they would have been unbelievable running the wishbone because that's another running back uh, uh, doing it. You know, I wasn't—I was more of a passer than a runner. I could operate it, but having a fleet. Hard nosed, physical guys running quarterback like that, you wouldn't go wrong letting him keep the ball and uh, run it for five, ten yards a play.
2: Gary, can you share me a story uh, about Bryant Hall and, and about the team chemistry? And you, you were talking about, you know, not having selfish players and a team, and how Coach Bryant played multiple teams in the same game. Uh, I, I'm curious when you look back at living together, the rooms. Uh, you know, the, the the team chemistry that was probably built there at Bryant Hall. Uh, any memories stand out?
11: Not really, but you know, we would uh, hang out in, in different guys' rooms. You know, you'd have two beds in a room, and it's a typical dorm room, but you would uh, visit, you'd sit down and talk about practice, you'd talk about your girlfriends. You know, it was just a good time. And downstairs, when you eat, at, at the uh, cafeteria, the, the food was unbelievably good. Uh, we would get at the tables and visit and cut up and talk. and Again, in the rooms, you'd listen to music and study a little bit, you know. Uh, you Down the hall, you'd walk to the shower and the bathroom. So it was all uh, really, really, uh, you know, team team building is what it was. It was Brian Halls is like being in a fraternity.
2: I was also uh, just got a text message a couple of minutes ago, and I'll I'll give Tommy Ford, which is a great historian at the University of Alabama. He's telling me to ask you about beating your brother, NFL quarterback, and brother Jeff Rutledge in the alumni game in 1992 in Centennial Celebration. He says there's a great story around that.
11: I don't know if it's a great story, but yeah, we they had a, a quarterback competition of ex players uh, that day. It was a Centennial, bicentennial year, I think. And so Jeff was still playing for the, uh, I think, Washington Redskins at the time, but he, he came down and competed, and, and I competed, and a bunch of other quarterbacks at the time. And, you know, they had golf carts with moving targets and all these different things, and I ended up winning. I mean, uh, lo and behold, I'm a wishbone quarterback. So uh, uh, I didn't rub it in or anything, but I thought it was uh, – it, it was, I was proud of myself for doing it, you know. I mean, you know uh, – I didn't have the strongest arm. These guys now, you can hear them wh- it whistling when they throw it. But uh, for me, it was all about accuracy. And that day, that's all it was about was accuracy. So I ended up beating my brother who was still in the pros. How about that?
2: Well, and I, I think about, you know, you and your brother as far as winning national titles here at the University of Alabama, you know, from a college history standpoint, um, you may know, but I can't think of anything on a recollection where a brother – Uh, won a championship at the same school just a few years later. I I can't come up with anything, can you?
11: Well, that's a uh, NCAA record. Uh, We're the only two brothers that started at quarterback for all 11 games for national championship teams.
2: Wow. Now,
11: at quarterback is the key there. We're the only two brothers in all of NCAA history that started at quarterback for all 11 games for national championship teams. I don't, that won't ever be broken.
2: Again, sure. That is that's pretty awesome when you think about it. Uh, all right, Gary, I'm going to end it with this. And uh, I do thank you, and, and we will look forward to saluting the 1973 National Championship Team 50th anniversary. I mean, let that sink in, 50th anniversary of the <laughs> 1973 uh, University of Alabama football team that won a national title uh, here. But um, uh, let me ask you about Coach Bryant because you shared a funny story. But we love to preserve history here on this show. And, uh, you know, we we preserve it by letting former players tell us about Coach Bryant. Uh, I asked, you know, about a specific memory. But is there any Coach Bryant memory from you, funny story, anything you want to share about Coach Bryant that uh, can help us remember the legend? Well,
11: the first play I ever played uh, was in uh, 72. I backed up Terry Davis. And back in those days, they had, uh, tear away jerseys. And so if a defensive team was smart, they would tackle a starter like Musso or Terry and tear their jerseys to where you couldn't read the number. Then the officials would have to take them out of the game. Well, all of a sudden, uh, Terry jerseys torn and they're hollering, Rutley, Rutley. <laughs> so I, I, you know, get up from sitting on my helmet there on the sidelines and, uh, Coach Mal Moore gives me a play. Well, he gives me a play that's one of the hardest plays in the wishbone offense. I had ran it in practice, but he gives me one where you step to the right, reverse, and go down the left end and pitcher keep off the defensive uh, end. It was a counter option. Going to the left, pitching with my left hand. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've done it many times. Well, anyway, I got up there, called the play, ran the play, and I pitched it on the ground. It's my fault. Joe Laboo recovers it. Well, I'm trotting back over to the the sideline. Terry's coming back in the game, and I'm going right by where Coach Bryant and Mal Moore are, and I was expecting to be chewed out. And Coach Bryant looks at me and says, Gary, I'd like to apologize. That was a terrible play for Coach Moore to call for your first play. I mean, who would have thought Coach Bryant would say that? He'd think it would have chewed me out. But that was a nice thing for him to do, a rookie quarterback, you know.
2: Can I slip in one more question, uh, Gary? Sure. Sure. Let me, let me ask you about Woodrow Lowe, because I think about three time All Americans at the University of Alabama, Cornelius Bennett comes to mind. Uh Woodrow Lowe is the other, I think. That's the only two in Alabama history. But um, from your perspective, uh something tells me you probably had to go up against Woodrow Lowe a lot, but um, can you help us honor him because he'll he'll be a part of this celebration uh, tomorrow. Uh oh, excuse me, Saturday.
11: Well, I- that's one of the best. He did not get the recognition and credit uh, with all the linebackers that's been around, and especially in recent years. He was one of the best ever. I mean, Coach Bryant called him a, a Leroy Jordan because if the runner runner was on the field. Woodrow would chase him down and get him. Woodrow wasn't a big guy, but he knew how to use the leverage of his small body. He knew how to run. He knew how to make tackles. He gave you 100%. Uh, he was tough to go against in practice. I did not want to go against him in practice. And luckily, we didn't do it a lot. They didn't have a lot of first against first uh, in practice, except in the spring. But Woodrow was the kind of guy that uh, would give you all you had. He was a leader and a good person. And uh, he did, he deserves everything he gets. So he was one of the best linebackers that's ever played the game in Alabama. He just doesn't get the credit.
2: Yeah, 315 tackles, and as as I said, a three-time All-American, 73, 74, 75, Woodrow Lowe, first-team All-American. And
11: he he played for, what, the San Diego Chargers? Yes, sir.
2: Yes, sir, and he's a part of their 50th anniversary team and, uh, you know, did did some things in the National Football League. So, uh, no doubt, uh, we always like to salute those former players, and, uh, you know, that's that's the thing about Alabama. It's so rich in tradition. I mean, we could literally... You know, feature a legend every single day and, and we probably wouldn't be able to get through an entire year. You know, it's just, this, this place is awesome. <laughs> yeah. This place is awesome. But, uh, hey, Gary, thank you again and appreciate what you mean to the University of Alabama. And I know the, uh, fans inside Bryant Diddy stadium when you guys are saluted, uh, there inside Bryant Diddy, uh, it's going to be a fun environment. Can you imagine? I mean, 645 LSU revenge game, you know, and I was going to ask you about LSU game because you, you had a great game against the tigers uh, back in 1973 but uh, we just ran out of time but uh it's gonna be a lot of fun to be able to salute you and uh, uh just to recognize that 1973 team thank you gary for your time
11: well, well thanks for having me i appreciate it
2: thank you gary rutledge uh, quarterback roll tide. roll tide roll tide thank you so much uh, gary rutledge helping us out there got pushed up against uh uh, great conversation. I mean, I could have probably won a half a dozen a dozen different ways with him there, but uh, always fun to, be able to visit with those legendary players. 1973, 50th anniversary team. We'll continue with more of the game. Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports.
3: Always live. Always local. Dependable news coverage. The latest news, only from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom.
4: Developers are asking for tax incentives to build a $57 million resort hotel near the North River Yacht Club. Unrelated to a different resort hotel, Sports Illustrated is developing here. Libraries in Tuscaloosa City Schools were given more than $300,000 to spend on buying new books this week. And both the holidays on the plaza ice skating rink and the tinsel trail of Christmas trees will return downtown later this month. For the details on all these stories and more, get connected at TuscaloosaThread.com. For the latest
3: local news, In Tuscaloosa, Bama Sports Updates, and severe weather information, download the free Tuscaloosa Threat app, never pay for your news, and sign up for our daily newsletter with news updates.
12: ST Bun Construction is now hiring truck drivers and mechanics. You'll be home every night with competitive pay. They offer Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Health and Dental, 401k, paid holidays, vacation, and sick time. Call Buck. Hey, let me tell you about my friend Sonia at Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa's original hip dispensary. She is unmatched with quality and service and focused on helping you find the right product to fit your need. Sonia carries the largest selection of CBD, hemp flower, Delta 8 products in West Alabama, plus those amazing Freedom gummies everybody's talking about. Run by today. It's Freedom CBD. If you can't get by, you can order online. Freedom CBDandWellness.com. 1110 15th Street, right next to Ion Apartments. Here's your West Alabama traffic from the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center. No active wrecks or major problems in the area. We do see some congestion on the fall and over around Midtown and University Mall. If you see conditions throughout the afternoon, just give me a call. 205-886-8886. It's a brand new month and that means brand new instant savings deals for you at Towns and Nissan. Go grab one today. I'm Captain Ray. To win. Built for championships. Throws well
0: intercepted, Alabama. Built by Bama. Alabama
12: is still Alabama.
0: The Crimson Tide play here. Join us Saturday as the Crimson Tide take on LSU at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Our coverage begins at 3.30 on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com.
5: You can be a winner, too
0: every game and every moment right here. This is your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
2: All right, we got two guests back-to-back. We've got Bruce Marshall coming up in just a couple of minutes. We'll feature him, and then Brad Power's coming up at 4 o'clock, and then we're done all the way until 6 o'clock. So 4.15 all the way onward, uh, we'll take a lot of phone calls. We're doing the keys to victory. Man, we cannot wait. we got Nick Saban audio. We're beginning to build this excitement around the University of Alabama and LSU, as our good friend would tell us loser state university we have an eight-year-old named finn that calls us from time to time i don't know why he hadn't called us in a long time but uh he used to call us he listens every day finn's dad told me to remind everybody that it's loser state university loser state university that's what he told us um and i like that loser state university so what do we get from the other caller was something slow and ugly or something like that um he said his dad used to say, losing, slow, and ugly. Losing, slow, and ugly. Okay. Roll Tide. Bruce Marshall coming up next. T-Town Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports
12: S.T. Bun Construction is now hiring truck drivers and mechanics. You'll be home every night with competitive pay. They offer Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Health and Dental, 401k, paid holidays, vacation, and sick time. Call Buck, 205-331-3551. Hey, let me tell you about my friend Sonia at Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa's original hip dispensary. She is unmatched with quality and service and focused on helping you find the right product to fit your need. Sonia carries the largest selection of CBD, hemp flower, Delta 8 products in West Alabama. Plus, those amazing Freedom gummies everybody's talking about. Run by today. It's Freedom CBD. If you can't get by, you can order online freedomcbdandwellness.com 1110 15th Street right next to Ion Apartments. Here's your West Alabama traffic from the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center. No active wrecks or major problems in the area. We do see some congestion on McFarland over around Midtown and University Mall. If you see conditions throughout the afternoon, just give me a call. 205-886-8886. It's a brand new month, and that means brand new instant savings deals for you at Towns and Nissan. Go grab one today. I'm Captain Ray.
2: Northport Power Equipment. If you're looking for chainsaw needs, if you're cleaning up those leaves or yard debris, you'll find the backpack blowers, the battery-operated tools, the Echo Outdoor Power Equipment, Cress Outdoor Power Equipment, the battery-operated tools by Husqvarna, and you'll also find great inventory on the zero-turn commercial and the residential mowers by both Skag and Husqvarna. Service Department do that end-of-the-season maintenance at Northport Power Equipment. It's two blocks East of the Northport Civic Center since 1996, Northport Power Equipment. It's the longest-running sports show in Tuscaloosa.
0: You're listening to the game with Ryan Fowler on Tide 100.9.
2: I love talking college football history. I love learning because it's a it's a position that I get to do here, and it's it's an absolute honor and a privilege to be able to sit here and listen to these legends tell stories. We had uh, Gary Rutledge on a couple of minutes ago, and uh, appreciate the connection. His brother uh, shared his contact with me, and I talked with Jeff, and I said. Uh, we always interview Jeff, and uh, Jeff's a guy that has coached at the NFL level. He's uh, played the position, can understand it, played, what, 16, 17 years there. So featuring his brother a couple of minutes ago, that was a lot of fun. Right now we go to Bruce Marshall, which is CBS Sportsline Vegas insider and BAMSports.net, BAMSports.net. Bruce Marshall, welcome back to Tuscaloosa. I hope you're having a great day, sir. Hey, Ryan. Nice to be with you again. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, let me get your thoughts on that 1973 team. You're a historian. You loved the game of college football. Uh, what do you remember about Alabama's 73 50th anniversary team? will be honored this weekend.
13: First thing that jumps out of me, uh, Wilbur Jackson gained about eight yards per carry out of the wishbone that year, and to that point, I had never seen a guy gain that sort of per carry. Uh, with a lot of carries in college football. It was amazing. I mean, and he had some wishbone backs. I mean, Joe Washington was up there. Uh, Kermit Johnson that year at UCLA was close. But Jackson, that was something uh, special. And um, their, uh, the, the, the Virginia Tech game that year, uh, that might still be a record somewhere. At the time, it was 77-6. to 6. Uh, they, <laughs> they beat the poor Hokies, or the Gobblers, as they called them then. And that one was in. Uh, I think they played that one in Tuscaloosa because uh, the Tide played a lot of games still at Legion Field back then. Uh, and that was, I think, they set a maybe an NC two A yardage record in that game or, or close to it. But uh, in the end, uh, and I remember the in the, the uh, Tennessee game that year, which was uh, one of two real big tests. And in, in that was the close. there was a tie game in the fourth quarter, and then the Bama scored twenty one straight points to win. That also was sort of the beginning of the end for Bill Battle at Tennessee. It started to go down. They were top 10. They were ranked 10th, I think, coming into that game. And they started going downhill from right then. And I think the next week, uh, Ole Miss, which brought Johnny Vaught back when they fired Billy Kennard er, and his uh, brother, the AD Bruiser, earlier that year if they lost to Memphis State, Vaught beat Tennessee, and that sort of really con- it really uh, accelerated the downgrade at Tennessee, but it really started that game against the Tide. Um, the Notre Dame game, of course, and I'm sure Gary Rutledge has some, uh, that well, maybe his open wound still with him. Bama certainly could have won that game. They were about 10 inches from winning that game. If you go back, look at Bob Thomas's field goal that won the game for Notre Dame. I put them ahead, winning points. It was the one of the worst kicks. It was a 19-yard field goal try, I believe, but it was on. It was from an angle. It He hit it low. It barely cleared the crossbar and barely inside the upper. It was one of the worst kicks of all time, but it barely was good. If they kicked it from 20 yards instead of 19, it probably wouldn't have been good. And, of course, that long pass from Clemens to Weber, which was a great, nervy call by Era, uh, You know, that was right at the end to keep Notre Dame possession in the last minute or else they're going to have to punt the ball back to Bama. Um, that had to hurt the bear because I think this is one team that he thought really could have won a national title, and they were, it was right there for him. And they played that game, by the way, New Year's Eve in New Orleans, and for a few years that's how they played the Sugar Bowl. And that year that was, the, that was for uh, number one, and uh, Notre Dame got it, uh, one that I'm sure that uh, – Bama fans wish they had back
1: now,
2: and I know that the way that the system. But anytime you put up the 1973 Alabama national championship team, and I know it was a split national title uh, with Notre Dame uh, winning uh, the AP. I guess was that the MacArthur Trophy? Is that right? Am I right about that? Yeah. And then uh, the UPI went to Alabama the coaches poll, um, but you 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 think about that. But it, it's also a credit for Coach Bryant to go out and I believe he advocated uh to try to get Notre Dame I mean, he could play a uh, a different bowl game or play a different opponent but I think he wanted Notre Dame correct Yes he
13: did and uh, and it was sort of a natural matchup that now, now, now remember UPI uh, they their, their last poll was before the bowl games back then so um they the national t- champ that year was Notre Dame so this is I've always thought this is this is one thing that bothers me about college football you can't You can't call – I mean, if Alabama wants to call themselves a national champ, they can't, but they weren't that year. I mean, it was Notre Dame and most people – MacArthur Bowl was really it. So it was just because that UPI poll went out before the bowl games. But he did want to play them. I mean, he wasn't going to duck anybody. He never did. I mean, in in the bowl games, I mean, the Texas games and the 65 Orange Bowl, we talked about that before. That could have been an Alabama national championship team too. I mean, they did. They were. I mean, again, I mean, there were some polls there that had Alabama winning the national title before before the bowl games. It's hard to believe these days, Ryan, that that's how they used to determine national champs. They do it. The, the polls used to go before the bowl games, and then it wasn't until right in the mid '60s when one, I guess the AP polls started to do their final one after the bowls. But uh, that's why there's you see all these years with both the polls of national champions because UPI didn't do their last poll they did their last poll before the bowls back then.
2: Well, Bruce, let me ask you this though, but because you know you look at '66, Alabama certainly advocated for a national title there. They didn't get it. Uh, probably should have deserved it. Uh, there's a lot of people in this area believes that um, there was a lot of uh, favoritism shown towards northern teams and. Uh, Southern teams were were not so much. Do you buy into that uh, theory?
13: Yeah, a little bit. Sixty six. Yeah. I mean, uh, Mr. Donovan wrote a book about that, the missing ring in sixty six. You know about the sixty six team, and it's hard to believe an Alabama team can go unbeaten and untied, not win a national title, uh, but in sixty six, um, you know that Notre Dame Michigan State thing, and they played each other. I think that uh, Notre Dame. Why gutfield was the best team that year, but Alabama certainly had a case. This is why I'm doing a project here, Ryan, where I'm trying to recreate what a playoff would have looked like uh, for all of those years uh, in the '60s and '70s when we didn't have one. And you you think about it, you think back and what college football was cheated out of, really, really was. If you look at it in retrospect, if they'd have done it like basketball did it, and you had a tournament, uh, even yeah, You know, an eight-teamer, 12-teamer. I mean, what, what the sort of matchups we could have seen. You could have seen Notre Dame play Alabama in 66 or Alabama play Michigan State. In fact, that probably would have been a semifinal game, Alabama, Michigan State, if you had a four-teamer. And Notre Dame probably would have played UCLA in the other one. Um, so uh, that's what I – and this is kind of a fun project for me because I'm trying to put all these things together. And it's just sort of – this is I remember it and how I would do it. But think about it for a minute. I mean, we – college football, this bowl system has – and I've written about it before, and I'm glad it's taken a long time to change. I think that you can go back and look at stories back in the 50s when they were clamoring for some sort of a playoff. Sports Illustrated, the 65 college football preview – lined up what they thought a playoff would look like. That's darn near 60 years ago now. Uh, And we're finally getting around to something a little bit. This four-team thing, now they're going to go up to 12 next year and they're patting themselves on the back in college football. They should have been doing this a long time ago, Ryan. And uh, we've missed out on so many games that would have been great. Over, I mean, unbelievable. And I think, and really, we, we never think about it in those terms, but college football fans have been cheated out because of that. Basketball fans, you always got what you what you wanted there because there was always tournament not that way in football they're changing finally but uh too little too late by me
2: bruce let's work our way to college football this weekend because we've got some big games let's start with a big one here in tuscaloosa lsu alabama alabama minus the three here brian diddy stadium
12: boy
13: that was some game last year it was last six or seven minutes and then overtime that's about as good as you can get um Jaden daniels that was sort of him on display at the end of that game they just alabama just couldn't stop him um And the overtime and then they went for the two. He is on the periphery, uh, Brian, of being right in the middle of the Heisman conversation. For him, this is the game that can get him there uh, this week. And uh, maybe he can. It's eerie the way LSU, I mean, everything's... And for this game, it's sort of shaping up the same as last year. The records are the same. It hasn't quite sequenced the same for both of them. But, uh, you know, the LSU had already lost twice by this point. Bama had lost once. This ended up determining determine the uh, SEC West winner last year. Could again this year. Ole Miss is certainly involved still, but uh, there's a lot of similarities. The difference this year, though, I think, Ryan, is defense. Um, LSU's defense just ain't that good. And we saw what happened uh, very similar to Florida State and Ole Miss games, um, which, by the way, were both away from Baton Rouge. Uh, the second half of those games, the defense just sort of disappeared. Bama's defense on the other side has risen up, uh, and especially so the Tennessee game a couple weeks ago. They did it against Texas A&M. Uh, every game except Texas really this year, and that's ha- that's a long time ago. The defense has risen up, and it's allowed Jalen Milrow and the offense to make enough plays to uh, turn these games around. That's going to be the difference this week, uh, I think. So that's why I recommended Bama. Maybe higher scoring than we thought. 37-29 my score forecast, and I do that because – LSU is uh, 15 and one to the over <laughs> their last 16 games. That just seems to keep cashing. I will say one other thing: we got the first poll coming out, the uh, uh, playoff poll this week, and I am steamed about Michigan and the schedule they've played thus far, especially the big. Uh, they'll eventually play Penn State and Ohio State. But you think about it: by this weekend, Alabama will have played four ranked teams. LSU would have played. Florida State, Ole Miss, and Bama all away from Baton Rouge. And look what Michigan's had, nothing to play all year. You give Jimbo Fisher that schedule Michigan had, they'd have given him another extension by now. You give Billy Napier that schedule Michigan's had, Florida, they'd be calling him another Spurrier right now. They'd be undefeated. South Carolina might be undefeated with Michigan's schedule. This is something another another day we'll discuss this. What we got to do something about the scheduling in college football, and I think the Big Ten is an absolute uh, disaster this season, except for those couple teams. And I hate to see Michigan get rewarded like this because look at what these other teams have been putting. Notre Dame's played four teams ranked this year, and uh, how can you compare what they've had to go through with what Michigan's gone through? It's really a joke.
2: Well, and I, I look back at the college football rankings on Tuesday night. My instant reaction was. That how this committee is setting up the Big Ten for possibly two entries into the college football playoffs. That's the way I see it. It sounds like you see it very similar as well.
13: I do, and there's one break, and it happened last year too, um, in in several of the leagues. Uh, well, say the ACC, Big Twelve, or Pac Twelve this year, where you don't have divisions. Uh, Ohio State and Michigan would probably have to play twice. Um, Ohio State lost that game to Michigan last year in the regular season at the end. That ended, they didn't have a conference championship game, so they were still sitting there with one loss and they almost got a pass into the final four. I could see that happening again this year. Whoever loses that game may still get a pass into the final four, uh, just because they don't have a, another chance to lose in a conference title game. Whereas Bama's got to play a conference title game. Um, you know, who's ever there in the Big 12 is going to have to do it. Uh, Washington, uh, who's ever there in the Pac 12 is. The big break for the loser of the Ohio State Michigan game can still slip slip in because they are not going to be involved in the conference championship game. And last year that worked for Ohio State, and it might again this year. Let
2: me ask you about Texas A and M going to Ole Miss. Now, from a national perspective, this may or may not be a game, but Lane Kiffin and Jimbo Fisher have been at odds on a couple of different NIL discussions. Uh, number ten, Ole Miss minus the three against Texas A and M.
7: You know,
13: um, I think Lane's going to get him. Um, and yeah, they've had some other things. Remember last year, he was kind of mocking Jimbo after that game last year. Uh, I was at the game two years ago in, in Oxford when Ole Miss won twenty nine to nineteen. Um, they they've been doing a little bit different this year. There's, the, the, the rushing numbers aren't quite what they were last year. They've tried to balance things out a little bit more with Dart, um, and it's it's actually worked okay to this point now Ole Miss was sitting good into November last year too then the season fell apart but this year it's shaping up for them there's there is still a path for Ole Miss to get to the final four believe it or not and I think some dominoes to fall but uh including LSU winning this week uh but it's still there for them and I think we've seen too many times the A&M offense just not deliver because Max Johnson is very slow in the pocket uh, it took them a while to put South Carolina away last week. they got to go on the road. Jimbo does not have a good record on the road. I think Lane gets them again this week, Twenty-seven, nineteen. old Ole Miss. I think uh, Rebels get him down at Vaught-Hemingway. Let
2: me ask you about Texas. Kansas State uh, goes there. They go there as an underdog. Texas minus the four in Austin.
13: Yeah, I really hope Kansas State wins um, because I like Kansas State. I like what Chris Kleiman's done. And I'm sort of sick of Texas, uh, to tell you the truth. And, uh, uh, now, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa. Now, Bruce, Bruce, I, I remember uh, <laughs> a famous handicapper, a veteran, walking by in, in SEC uh, media days wearing uh, a Texas uh, shirt. That would be me. Okay. That would be me. Yeah, but you did it. You did it just to have fun. I know
13: what you did. I, oh. I love the jerk everybody's chains at sure. the SEC media day, so that's good. But no, I mean, I, I mean the way te- I mean Texas bowling. I just but the, all the talk about Texas again. I mean, I, listen, it's interesting how they. I was a little too harsh there on Texas, maybe, but both they and Oklahoma. You know, when you play a game that big as they played in uh, Dallas four weeks ago, and, and for Texas and its defense, that was the second really big game of the year. Sometimes you lose a little steam after that. Certainly Oklahoma has. But Texas, Quinn Ewers uh, is still not playing this week. Malik Murphy, he didn't look all that great last week. BYU really just is too sluggish on offense. Kansas State, look what they're doing again. They picked up the pace. Uh, Chris Kleiman is rotating his quarterbacks. He's got the freshman Avery Johnson with the long hair, along with Will Howard. And he can, go, and Johnson's a great runner. And Howard is putting up some very good numbers, and they are killing some teams lately. I think K-State goes in there and wins this game. Uh, 27-24 Wildcats, that would throw the big And the Big 12 is all of a sudden a real jumble. This would jumble it up a little bit more.
2: It would. Bruce Marshall, tell us where we can get the information that you put out uh, to your clients and uh, all the information that uh, we can find with Bruce Marshall.
13: Thanks. Thanks, Ryan. Check us out online. Bamsports.net. Got a nice story up there talking about old time stuff. Actually, it's a Dolphins Chiefs story from that seventy-one playoff game. And I talk about college football schedules and all that. Plus all the games, College of Football and NFL this week. BAMsports.net. You can also get my picks. VegasInsider.com and also at CBS Sports Line. CBS Sports HQ. I'll probably I've already been on this week and uh, but I'll probably be up there again next week at CBS Sports HQ.
2: Bruce Marshall, appreciate you, and thanks for talking some history here in Tuscaloosa, man. We love it. Thank you so much, Bruce. Thank you, Ryan. Bruce Marshall, BAMSports.net, BAMSports.net. We'll continue with more of the game. Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports.
12: ST Bun Construction is now hiring truck drivers and mechanics. You'll be home every night with competitive pay. They offer Blue Cross, Blue Shield, health and dental, 401K, paid holidays, vacation, and sick time. Call Buck. 205-331-3551. 205-331-3551. Hey, let me tell you about my friend Sonia at Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa's original hemp dispensary. She is unmatched with quality and service and focused on helping you find the right product to fit your need. Sonia carries the largest selection of CBD, hemp flower, Delta 8 products in West Alabama, plus those amazing Freedom gummies everybody's talking about. Run by today. It's Freedom CBD. If you can't get by, you can order online. Freedom cbdandwellness.com 1110 15th Street, right next to Ion Apartments. Here's your West Alabama traffic from the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center. No active wrecks or major problems in the area. We do see some congestion on McFarland over around Midtown and University Mall. If you see conditions throughout the afternoon, just give me a call. 205-886-8886. It's a brand new month and that means brand new instant savings deals for you at Towns and Nissan. Go grab one today. I'm Captain Ray.
2: The game is SEC Parlay Pick Day on Friday. It's made possible by Brian Harden Construction, a diverse business. Crane and equipment rentals up to 320-ton cranes available. The CNC machines, reverse engineering, laser cutting, specialists in modern construction. It's bhardenconst.com. Experience you can count on. Let's build something together. The website, very informative. It is bhardenconst.com. Brian Harden Construction, industrial Contractors and Fabrication, I-Beam Installation, Brian Harden Construction, every Friday made possible by Brian Harden Construction.
0: The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Nate
2: Bergotzi is an American comedian. Why are we talking about him? Because he'll be the ESPN celebrity picker for ESPN College Game Day. Wow. Uh, Don't know anything about Nate. I'm sure he's a great guy, but he has no ties to either school. Boo ESPN. Uh, Unless this guy's pulling like a joke, and maybe he's a, because he is a comedian, maybe he's just pulling our leg, but he put it out on the uh, social networks a couple of minutes ago. Nate Bergotzi. Yeah. Nate Uh, Bergotzi. I was telling Ryan, my mom likes him. She, my mom likes him. And that qualifies. Yeah. If your mom likes him, that qualifies him to be. That's right. No offense to mom. I'm sure he's a great guy. She, she likes him. She likes clean comedy, and he does clean comedy. Oh. So that's why she likes him. Okay. I like clean comedy too. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, I, have no problem with Nate, but what does he have to the University of Alabama or Loser State University down there? I mean, he has nothing. Go get Coach O. We won't be able to understand him, but he's a good character. And I'm sure Nate will do a great job. But, uh, ESPN college game day, boo. What are they on? Brad Powers next. T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. 59. Are you? WTBC Tuscaloosa and
0: W two six five CG Tuscaloosa, a Town Square Media station, Tide one hundred point nine, and streaming on the Tide one hundred point nine app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Isaac Lohenkron.
8: Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen, who's dealing with a shoulder injury, is practicing today. Head coach Sean McDermott said he's confident Allen will be able to play on Sunday night at Cincinnati. The Bills today also signed veteran defensive lineman Linval Joseph. Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson, also dealing with a shoulder injury, says he does not know yet if he'll be able to play on Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals. New York Giants head coach Brian Dayball has ruled out quarterback to Rod Taylor, as well as tight end Darren Waller for their game on Sunday at Las Vegas because of injuries. Chicago Bears defensive tackle Andrew Billings has agreed to a two-year contract extension worth a reported $8.5 million. New York Jets five-time Pro Bowl tackle Dwayne Brown returned to practice today. Brown has missed the last five games because of a hip injury.
2: Toyota, TuscaloosaToyota.com, 3325, Scotland Boulevard, and online at TuscaloosaToyota.com. We're going to talk some Alabama Crimson Tide football here with Brad Powers, Brad Powers Sports, Brad Powers 7, then we're going to be right back to phone calls coming up, and we'll take keys to victory. Brad, welcome back to Tuscaloosa. I hope you're doing well.
7: Hey, thanks for having me as always, guys.
2: Hey, Brad, uh, we always love to hear your analysis. So what do you think about the college football playoff rankings on Tuesday?
7: Um, I mean, I'm probably not good for sports radio uh, take on that because it really doesn't affect what I do uh, for a living. Uh, it doesn't affect uh, the betting line. So, I mean, it's a good talking point for everybody else. But uh, in my industry, we kind of shudder. The, the, we boohoo it. But with that being said, does Ohio State deserve the, the number one ranking? Yeah. I mean, they probably have the best resume. Would they be favored over Georgia or Michigan on a neutral? No. Uh, in fact, I mean, Michigan right now is a touchdown favorite. I know it's in Ann Arbor and at the big house, but that pretty much says Michigan's a three, four-point uh, favorite over Ohio State on a neutral. So, uh, yeah, it's it's fun for the regular folk, but it uh, doesn't impact what I do.
2: Well, and, and maybe I should have phrased the question a little bit different. How much different is the power rankings, your power rankings, that you trust when you compare those to the college football ranking committees?
7: Yeah, I mean – Sometimes significant, like like I just I mean Ohio State would be third in mine. Uh, doesn't sound like much, but again, sure. I, I, I would I would certainly favor you know Michigan and and, and Georgia by more than a field goal over the Buckeyes. So, uh, you know, the Oregon in the mix there. Uh, you know, certainly they're a team that I actually have fourth in, in my power rankings. LSU's a team I'm certainly we're going to talk about a lot here uh, in a couple seconds, but uh, they're a team that's sixth in my power rankings. So there's a little bit of disparity there. All
2: right, so uh, Brad, let's work our way to this big game that we have tried to break it down a couple of different ways. You always provide some great analysis. LSU Alabama. We've watched this line drop significant. It's currently at three. What do you think?
7: Well, I think we're at the right line. um uh, I I, don't, I really find it hard to believe if we come off of this key number of three. I I think it's the
14: you know the, when
7: you look at a power rating, you factor in home field advantage and. There's significant home field advantage for Alabama here with it being a night game. Uh, One of the better atmospheres we'll see in college football this entire season. But uh, I I am part of the LSU money, anything above a field goal and a thought process there. I'll use Nick Saban's words uh, that he mentioned three years ago. And they were specific uh, to the point that good defense doesn't beat good offense anymore. So, uh, obviously, LSU's got a great offense. They're number one in yards for play, yards per game, points per game. Uh, And they played a pretty decent schedule last i checked so uh I, I love lsu's offense uh alabama's got a good defense i don't know if it's an elite one or certainly compared to you know some of the great alabama defenses of the last 10 12 years uh, so i think lsu's offense is going to have success i honestly don't think the game will be decided on the other side and it really if you're looking for alabama to, uh, to win the game and cover the game it's going to be you know how effective the run game can be actually that can be the best defense of lsu's offense is alabama established the run working the clock keeping LSU off the field Jalen Muro being efficient taking shots when he needs to because they'll be there against this t- uh, terrible LSU defense and controlling the clock and not turning the ball over so if they don't turn the ball over and they're able to run the football then Alabama's going to win the game but if there is a couple turnovers and let's be honest Jalen Murrow's had some real-time turnovers in some of the uh, the bigger games this year that then, then you know if we're talking about a one score game and it's going back and forth in the fourth quarter I'd rather have you know Daniels over Milrow if I if I if I got one drive to score to win the game I'll take LSU's quarterback
2: all right so when you, when you look at this this line opened up at six Brad did you just like break all speeding conditions to get to Circa Sports because am I right I mean Circus Sports had this at six I don't know how long they had it at six but I mean did, were you able to get it a higher number than three I was able
7: to get a higher number of three. I did not get six. That lasted about thirty seconds. Uh I, I, I didn't get it. I, I hit the push the button to get it. Somebody beat me to it. So uh that shows you how fast it, it moves. I took four and a half, uh and then four and then it was you know, three and a half was available for a few hours, uh several hours in fact. But uh yeah, the the six was available for seconds. And and people don't understand that that's all it takes the better two. <laughs> And, and, you know, on a Sunday morning, uh, one, one max bet and it's going to move the point spread like that, even on a big game like LSU, Alabama. So I wouldn't read too much in it. It's not like there was immediately $100,000 put on LSU. I mean, it might have been 10 grand or even less than that it is all that like, got that plus six. Uh, so, uh, I unfortunately didn't get it and it's not a matter of me driving down the circuit. Uh, the, the beauty uh, of technology is I, I didn't have to leave my living room. I could do it on an app.
2: Oh, and see, we live in a state that doesn't allow that. So uh, they have our phones shut off, so you can't touch it. You can't even look sometimes at these lines. It's kind of funny how the state works. But uh, let me ask you about the over-under, the game total at 61.5. It's went up a little bit. Uh, We saw it at 60 from a lot of the week, 60.5. We saw it there, but it's currently at 61.5. Is there any value there?
7: Yeah, I mean, if you're... I always people ask me for parlays and all this stuff, and I said, you know, normally I'm always gonna say don't don't parlay, don't do it unless there's correlation. Well, I mean, just let's read the market tea leaves on in the market on this game. Money coming in on LSU at least it's been more of the preferred side compared to Alabama. Well, I mean, how is that, how does LSU cover? Mainly probably a little bit higher scoring game, specifically because that's what LSU's been playing all year. Every single one of LSU's games has gone over the total this year, and it's been by significant margin. Average of two touchdowns per game, their games are 8 no to the over. So if LSU's taking money and they're going to have success in this game, likely a higher scoring game, so I'm not surprised that the over's taking money. I didn't bet it, though.
2: All right, let's run around, uh, college football and we'll get some lines. We're currently talking with Brad Powers, BradPowersSports.com, BradPowers7 on the Twitter account. Uh, l- let me, let's go around a couple of different things, uh, here. When you look at the Missouri Tigers, uh, gotta be going to Georgia. Uh, when you look at the spread, it's, it's a big number. Uh, what do you think?
7: Yeah, it's a big number, but I heard the same thing, though. big number, Georgia against Kentucky, big number, Georgia against Florida. And I mean, if Georgia wants to put in the A effort, which they're capable of, uh and <laughs> they can get margin sure. they've proven that uh and i thought they answered a major question last week without brock bowers what's this offense gonna look like well i'm here to tell you the offense line stepped up edwards at running back stepped up carson beck starting to find himself oscar double looks a capable tight end they look just a okay to me uh specifically in that first half and so they kind of took their foot off the gas pedal a little bit in the second half but uh If I get that kind of performance from Georgia here, they're the side. In fact, I I bet Georgia I laid the fifteen. I know Missouri's a great story. I know they got some weapons on offense. But uh, Georgia's a different animal than than, than everybody else that they faced. And, you know, obviously the the best team that they've faced so far, they lost the game to LSU at home.
2: Let's go to Texas, Kansas State. Kansas State travels there. They'll, They'll go there as an underdog minus the four. Texas minus the four gets Kansas State.
7: Yeah, I prefer the under more than anything. It's 49 and a half. Let's go under the total here. I just, I trust both teams defenses more more than the offenses, especially with, you know, Texas as a backup quarterback made some mistakes last week. Can't make mistakes like that this week against Kansas State. So I think you get a conservative game plan there. I'm just, you know, Kansas State's not faced a, a front like what Texas has. I mean, you guys know how good that front was for Texas. Uh, so under for me.
2: Uh, asking you about another game here, Clemson four and four, four and four uh, there, but they're only a three point underdog to Notre Dame seven and two fifteenth ranked uh, Notre Dame traveling to Clemson, South Carolina.
7: Yeah, only, but it is the biggest home underdog role for Clemson in a decade. so uh, and they were more than a field goal favorite in this game if you bet this one during the summer. So there's been an adjustment. I, tough one. I would recommend probably more towards watch it uh, to see if Clemson's got some fight early. Uh, I think you'll be able to tell almost immediately in the first couple possessions whether they're going to roll over and die or they're going to you know give a hell of an effort here. I'm not sure. Will Shipley probably won't play for them. He's you know one of their best playmakers on offense, and that's already a pretty limited offense. And Notre Dame will bring some pressure on Klubnik. Can he take care of the football? I'm not sure. Major question mark there. Let's go ahead and go under the total under 44 and a half.
2: Let's go to Bedlam. Let's go to Stillwater, Oklahoma, Boons, Pickens Stadium. He gave a lot of money to Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma minus the six coming off the loss uh, in Lawrence, Kansas against Kansas, Oklahoma uh, minus the six against Oklahoma state.
7: Tough one, uh, because this one would have been a double digit point spread just a few weeks ago. I don't know if there's been a bigger turnaround in the entire country on either side of the football than Oklahoma. State. Oklahoma State offensively. I mean, this is a team lost to South Alabama 33 to 7 at home. They come off a bye. They change up the, some of their blocking schemes on the offensive line. They stop the musical chairs at quarterback. Uh, they find an outstanding running back in Ollie Gordon who's, you know, putting up similar numbers that what Barry Sanders had in his magical Heisman run in 1988. So, and which is good company because people. Uh, historians will say that's the best statistical season in, in, in any season for any player in college football history. So when you're matching numbers and numbers and games like that, you're doing something. Are you Are you going to do something here against Oklahoma? I, I kind of feel I I don't think it's a high value bet, but I have bet Oklahoma and mainly for me, it's kind of a sell high, buy low. I think you're buying low Oklahoma off the loss to Kansas. You're selling high Oklahoma State off four straight easy wins and covers for them. Give me Oklahoma.
2: Washington U-Dub traveling to USC, Washington minus the three.
7: Yeah, I know not too many people are going to watch it in your neck of the woods because at the same time as uh, the Alabama-LSU game, but a really intriguing game. Uh, and it's going to sound like a broken record, not you know, great, but I would say, value here in this one. Uh, I thought it was a sharp move. USC took some money yesterday. All the three and three and a half were taken out in the marketplace. Although I will say this, with a total in the mid-70s, you're going to get a high variance game. So you're going to get some huge ebbs and flows here. Very similar to USC Cal game last week where, you know, USC is leading, then trailing by double digits, then comes from behind and wins the game. I'm not saying that's the same formula here, but I think you're going to be able to get good price, better prices than this right here during the game at some point, whether you want to bet Washington or USC. So it's at the current numbers, I say pass and just let's watch this one live and bet it live.
2: Brad, you know I've been screaming about these Thursday night games. This might be the Thursday night lineup of the year right here. TCU, Texas Tech, Wake Forest, Duke, South Alabama, Troy. Kind of asking a little combination question. Any value in any, three of the, any one of those three games? Well,
7: there was value. If you got in front of the Duke news, they're going to be down to a third string quarterback tonight. So under and Wake Forest uh, has moved uh, you know, more than a touchdown both sides there. So that was the value bet. We'll see if it wins. I mean, I don't know about that, but. Uh, current numbers, let's go ahead and lay it with Troy. I, I trust Troy's defense more than pretty much any unit at the group of five levels. That's how good they are. And they've been that good for two years now. So a uh, short week, I know it's kind of a big rivalry game there in that state. I, I like Troy. They're minus five and a half, and if they win it, I think you're going to be looking at uh, the Sun Belt champs there.
2: All right, I was going to ask you about that. Who is the best team in the Sun Belt? Is it James Madison? Well, it's
7: James or... Madison, yeah. but they can't – I mean, they can't qualify. So, I mean, the only team to beat Troy. So it's a shame uh, – uh, program in their second year at FBS might go twelve and zero and can't play for nothing.
2: So hold on, Brad. Catch me up. Why can they not play for anything?
7: It's not per when you make the jump uh, up to uh, from the FCS to the FBS, you you can't go to a bowl game your first couple of
8: years. Or qualify for a
2: conference oh, championship. Oh, okay, so the conference championship would put them in as an automatic bid. Okay, I got you, I got you, I got you. Uh, Brad, tell me about the uh, the content that you're able to provide in uh, bradpowersports.com.
7: Yep, uh, follow me on Twitter, bradpowers7. If you like what you see there, uh, Twitter, X, or whatever they're calling it these days. If you like what you see there, you can uh, head on over to the website, bradpowersports.com.
2: Brad Powers 7 bradpowersports.com. Brad, I appreciate you, man. Have a great rest of your day.
7: All right. Take care.
2: Thank you. Brad Powers helping us out of Vegas. Handicapper, always fun to pick his brain about a lot of different things. I want to tell you about Big Mike's. If you're looking for a great steak, if you're thinking about tonight's the night, maybe tomorrow night, or even I guess you could make time for Saturday afternoon. It opens around 3 o'clock, Wednesday through Saturday, 4 until 10. Wednesday through Saturday, 4 until 10. Uh, you've got the Alfredo pasta, which is chicken, steak, or shrimp. Mahi, Mahi is their feature fish Always the great stakes. You can find it either location. Gunnersville, up in North Alabama, down in Orange Beach. You'll find it there. Uh, You'll find it down in Andalusia. Uh, Even Auburn, Alabama. You guys can be proud of something. Uh, There you go. But the closest location, downtown Moundville, about 15 minutes from where I'm located here on Scotland Boulevard. It is our good friends at Big Mike's. Go see them until the game sent you. We roll on. We'll take more phone calls. We are phone calls the rest of the way home. Keys to victory. What are those keys to victory? I need some ammo. I'm going down in Baton Rouge tomorrow morning with T-Bop. 8.30. What do you want me to tell him? Give me some keys to victory. I need some ammo here. T-Town Tide 100.9. D home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports.
3: Always live. Always local. Dependable news coverage. The latest news only from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom.
4: Developers are asking for tax incentives to build a $57 million resort hotel near the North River Yacht Club. Unrelated to a different resort hotel, Sports Illustrated is developing here. Libraries in Tuscaloosa City Schools were given more than $300,000 to spend on buying new books this week. And both the holidays on the plaza ice skating rink and the tinsel trail of Christmas trees will return downtown later this month. For the details on all these stories and more, get connected at TuscaloosaThread.com. For the latest
3: local news, In Tuscaloosa, Alabama Sports Updates. And severe weather information. Download the free Tuscaloosa Threat app. Never pay for your news. And sign up for our daily newsletter with news updates.
12: ST Bun Construction is now hiring truck drivers and mechanics. You'll be home every night with competitive pay. They offer Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Health and Dental, 401k, paid holidays, vacation, and sick time. Call Buck. Hey, let me tell you about my friend Sonia at Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa's original hip dispensary. She is unmatched with quality and service and focused on helping you find the right product to fit your need. Sonia carries the largest selection of CBD, hemp flower, Delta 8 products in West Alabama, plus those amazing Freedom gummies everybody's talking about. Run by today. It's Freedom CBD. If you can't get by, you can order online. Freedom cbdandwellness.com 1110 15th Street, right next to Ion Apartments. Here's your West Alabama traffic from the towns of Nissan Traffic Center. We got a wreck on 15th Street southbound at 2nd Avenue. You could expect delays. We got another one now on McFarland eastbound at DCH in the left lane. You could expect delays there as well. McFarland Heavy at Watermelon and Blur Lane Slow northbound downtown and then through Northport to McFarland. If you see other conditions throughout the afternoon, please give me a call 205 886 8886 it's a brand-new month, and that means brand-new instant savings deals for you at Townsend Nissan. Go grab one today. I'm Captain Ray
2: toyota.com a huge part of our show. We are powered by those guys every single day. The service department, always great. The new inventory side, all those new Toyotas comes with that lifetime powertrain warranty. And right now, we have the most inventory that we've had in over two and a half years. Camrys, Corollas, RAV4s, Highlanders, Forerunners, Tundras, Tacomas, also the pre-owned inventory. Most of the pre-owned inventory comes with that same lifetime powertrain warranty. See all of the inventory, TuscaloosaToyota.com and Tuscaloosa Toyota on Scotland Boulevard. Tide 100.9,
5: Tuscaloosa weather. Nothing but sunshine this afternoon. The high today 62. Clear tonight, not as cold as last night, below 34. Or tomorrow and Saturday, sunny both days with a warming trend. The high tomorrow 68, the high Saturday afternoon at 73. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: You're listening to the best sports talk show, breaking down the Crimson Tide. Game with Ryan Fowler on your home for Alabama sports. sports. Tied one hundred point nine, and streaming on the Tied one hundred point nine app. You know I wish that I had just
2: these. Dawson and we'll go to Pee Wee in Grand Bay. We'll go to Tommy. We're talking about keys to victory. Keys to victory. Let me tell you about Freddy's. You know, it's fall in Alabama. Football's here at Freddy's. We know how much you love pumpkin flavored everything. That's why we're now serving America's favorite pumpkin flavored treats our pumpkin pie, concretes, and shakes. Do you know we put an entire slice of real pumpkin pie in every one of those? Well, now you do. Yep. We really did that. You got to taste it to believe it. Order with your Freddy's app or online at Freddy's.com. Visit an Alabama location near you. Freddy's. Great burgers, great shakes, uh, great environment. 15th Street here in Tuscaloosa. Let's continue, and we go to Dawson. Dawson, good afternoon. You're in the game.
15: Well, all right. I'm going to put a pumpkin pie in my comments.
2: <laughs> well, there you go. You like pumpkin pie? No, <laughs> It's
15: okay. It's not as good as sweet potato pie, but it's okay. You know, if you throw a lot of sugar in it, I guess it kind of offset it. But uh, a sweet potato pie would be the pumpkin pie any day, any any day. I can tell you that much. Well, Ryan. Um,
2: I'm just reading the script, Dawson. I'm just reading the script, okay? I mean, I. I <laughs>
15: some pumpkin pie in every watch. A pumpkin pie in every bite. there something. a pumpkin pie in every. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> I shouldn't try. I shouldn't tra- thanks, Dawson. I'm yeah, thanks, Dawson. I'm- i Thanks, I just lost money. I, I- I'm i thankful you got this commercial. that We couldn't get on your talk. <laughs> I tell
2: me. you what. Thank you you, you thank come you. down here, and I'm going to take you to Freddy's. <laughs> and I'm going to give you a piece of that pumpkin uh oh. shake, concrete, yeah, all thank the you. above. Yes.
15: Thank you, Freddy. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you for you, advertising and for advertising. We need you. All right, um, look, Ryan, your confidence level in this program is like next to zero. You give you give off all of these great statistics about Alabama football and the history of Alabama football. You bring one of the greatest players of all time on with you, Gary Rutledge, one of the great gentlemen of Alabama football, one of the out of Banks High School, one of the great players for uh, University of Alabama, championship ring holder and all that. And then your confidence level, though, in this program is like zero. I mean, you'll say like, uh, "Oh, if we can hold them under thirty points, Ryan." When why would you say something like that about an Alabama defense, an Alabama football team in a big game? When have you ever known Alabama not to show up in a big game where everything is on the line? And they know what's on the line. Alabama knows what's on the line. It's a championship on the line Saturday. They know that. And they will play like that. So that defense is going to come out there and play the way they're supposed to. And I will, I doubt, seriously, if LSU scores two touchdowns. I doubt it. Wow. So, um, you know, it might be, I want you to write that. I want you to write that down. Okay. You want that, um, that's what
2: you like. So, if they brought you on tomorrow morning at eight thirty in Baton Rouge, okay, eight thirty in in the morning, what would you tell them?
15: I tell them they're not worth the crap. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, if I, tell I down, that, if I go down to Baton Rouge and I tell them they're only going to score two touchdowns, they'll laugh me off the yeah. stage, man. Well, laugh. Let laugh. They're not really laughing. Brian. their confidence level
15: is not off-centered like yours. They don't really have this great big confidence. They're going to win the game. I can tell you that much. A bear, His dad was a great player for LSU. A great player for LSU. I can tell you that much. You had to play some football to hook me with them when he was quarterbacking down there. so I can see how he can be a little arrogant, but he knows Alabama. He knows that you can't go out there and throw this stuff up. Our crowd up here, the confidence level is like elementary school or something. But um uh but then you bring your guest on there and uh see who was a while ago, um any anyway, Brad Brad Powers <laughs> And then he starts talking about all this if stuff, if stuff, if stuff if Milro fumbles the ball, if Miro throws the interceptions, if Milrow has these turnovers and it becomes if it becomes a one touchdown game, then I'm gonna take the LSU quarterback. That's a lot of ifs, Ryan. That's a lot of ifs.
2: I didn't say it, it's just one of the guests. But um uh... I mean, and then you know, it's it's, uh, it's hard. Well, to, I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't say it, but uh, I mean, Jane Daniels is a pretty good quarterback.
15: Well, he's an okay quarterback. I don't think he's well, he, faced what we faced.
2: He whipped our. Butt I don't last think year.
15: Adam, well, he didn't. No, we made some bad. We made some bad decisions in that game. Oh, we made but bad we decisions down
2: because of his mobility. It, and,
15: no, because we had a defensive coordinator didn't know nothing about football. That two point conversion they got down, they should have never gotten it. But anyway, that's last year. We don't have to play, we don't have to play it last year. We've got a much better team going in this year we had last year. hey, Light years from where we were last year. Light years. We're playing the best football in America right now. The best football in the country right now. Offensively and defensively. And if you'd watched that game as many times as I did, that's that second half. Our offensive line stepped up and protected him and gave him plenty of time to throw those great passes. And so I will say this, that you, you, and Brad, you and Brad, don't think the only way we're going to win this game is just run the ball, use up clock, because our quarterback can't pass it. Not like their quarterback can. Our quarterback can't pass it. Well, i got to say something. Our quarterback is saying I can pass the football. And I can tell you this, the real, what is the key to victory? It's not running the ball. We're we going to run it. But we better back that butt off with that pass because if we don't, they put nine people up there and ain't nobody going to run on it. Roll. So we better have success. We better have success passing the football. And that's exactly what I think we're going to do. I think the key is how many passing yards we have. I mean, you think and we'll
2: I think have. That's
15: what, I think we'll have at least 300. Okay. Now I think we'll have at least three hundred and and that, that's that's where I would. But we're not going. It's not going to be three yards in a cloud of dust. I have my confidence, in I have my confidence in um, in Alabama. So I want you to mark it down, and I, I want you to mark down. But my, my key was and compare it after the game. I want you to mark down the two touchdowns. They're not going to get. If I don't even think they're going to get two touchdowns. Don't that son, be That's I mean,
2: Ryan, I mean
15: n- they, they haven't they, played Alabama. They've played other teams, but they haven't played Alabama. No, they have. And, and 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 what happens What happens most of the time when LSU plays Alabama. They lose. That's exactly Loser right.
2: State University. Well,
15: Williams- well, that's about that's right. Do I sound like I'm stirred up today?
2: Oh, absolutely, sure, sure. Well, <laughs> <you're right.
15: laughs> oh I man, well I'm gonna get, I'm gonna run down to Freddy's and get me some of that pumpkin pie and or whatever that was. I mean, I thought <laughs> I would
2: make you happy by getting Gary Rutledge on, it. I just made you mad. Hey, Gary Rutledge.
15: Hey, listen, Gary Rutledge knocks it out of the park. He knocks it out of the park every single time. You can be sure he's just one of the. He's one of the great guys and smart
2: and good well, uh, Dal- top. Dawson, you're you're culturally um, aware. Who is Nate well, I have no
15: idea.
2: N- Neither does anybody else. <laughs> I mean, you just know.
15: It, so. <laughs> I have no idea. I can tell you that. He must be mean, brother to... Well, uh,
2: they, everybody's texting me. He hosted Saturday Night Live. I didn't even know that show was still going.
15: I don't even watch that or Night Live. And I, he must he must be Kendrick Winston Groom or something. He must be.
2: <laughs> Look at you throwing <laughs> out some jabs there. Oh,
15: you? man, I got to tell you that.
2: Well, Ryan. I'm sure, he's, a, I'm sure he's an incredible guy. But. Oh, yeah. What does he have to do with, you know, Al- I mean, here, let me give you a few guys. I mean, Alabama. LSU. Pretty big matchup. This guy represents Vanderbilt. <laughs> well, we
15: got rid of one guy that represented Vanderbilt.
2: I mean, go get Paul Coach Kennedy. O. Yeah, go get Coach O. Put Coach O up there. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Well, I'll
15: tell you what, Coach O is a pretty doggone good football coach when he's not playing. When he's not playing, pretending head coach, he's a real good. He's a real good position coach. We kind of would like to have him up here.
2: And, and, and when right, Paul, right. if Paul and Lincoln calls today, i got a big stat I'm going to share about Vanderbilt. So I think I think he'll like it. Well,
15: but Paul is the best. He'll be here. Paul okay. will be here. Thanks, Dawson. Roll all Tide, time.
2: man. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Well, continue. Let me tell you about the wharf. If you're looking for a great pair of jeans, Wrangler Levi Lee, you'll find those. Sixty different brands of boots. You know, cold weather has arrived here in West Alabama. Go by the wharf for the latest gear. If you're talking about maybe you're headed out. You know, youth season coming up here in just a couple of uh, weeks when we talk about deer season, when you talk about our good friends here, camo options, muck-proof boots, waterproof boots, muck boots, which is a waterproof boot. Let me try to do that again. Uh, but 60 different brands of boots. Justin Tawny Lama, Red Wing Georgia, Double H, Timberline, Laredo, and many, many, many more. You'll find him at the wharf. Since 1976, a long standing tradition here in West Alabama. Go see my friends, Mark and Lee, located between Winn Dixie and the Blue Plate there on McFarland Boulevard. It is the wharf. We greatly appreciate them for being a part of our show. We'll continue. Pee Wee, Grand Bay, we'll get to you in two minutes. D Town Tide, 100.9, D Home of Alabama, Crimson Tide Sports.
12: ST Bun Construction is now hiring truck drivers and mechanics. You'll be home every night with competitive pay. They offer Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Health and Dental, 401k, paid holidays, vacation, and sick time. Call Buck. Hey, let me tell you about my friend Sonia at Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa's original hemp dispensary. She is unmatched with quality and service and focused on helping you find the right product to fit your need. Sonia carries the largest selection of CBD, hemp flower, Delta 8 products in West Alabama, plus those amazing Freedom gummies everybody's talking about. Run by today. It's Freedom CBD. If you can't get by, you can order online. Freedom CBDandWellness.com. 1110 15th Street, right next to Ion Apartments. Here's your West Alabama traffic from the towns Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We got a wreck on 15th Street southbound at 2nd Avenue. You could expect delays. We got another one now on McFarland eastbound at DCH in the left lane. You could expect delays there as well. McFarland Heavy at Watermelon and Blur Lane Slow northbound downtown and then through Northport to McFarland. If you see other conditions throughout the afternoon, please give me a call, 205-886-8886. It's a brand-new month, and that means brand-new instant savings deals for you at Townsend Nissan. Go grab one today. I'm Captain Ray.
2: Talk about grilling
12: so often. If you want to dominate the grill
2: today or any day, go visit our friends at Mark's Mark in downtown Northport. I walk in there all the time. And there's new things added, whether you're trying to amp up the spice cabinet or whether you're going in for a great ribeye, a salmon swirl, a chicken swirl, which is that's what they're home of since 1978. The seafood entrees, the great cheesecake, the great pies that are made here locally in Alabama, the Blue Spring Living Water. You'll find it at Mark's Mark in downtown Downtown Northport, under that roll tide bridge, go see the friendly folks at Mark's Mark downtown Northport under that Roll Tide Bridge. Alabama Credit Union. Feel good about your money. AlabamaCU.com. The mobile app makes banking so much more convenient. All the mobile deposits many times you don't even have to go into the bank to manage your money whether we're talking about checking, savings, mortgage, home equity loan, financing a vehicle and remember Roll Tide. Show your pride with the official credit card of the University of Alabama Alumni Association. AlabamaCU.com. Alabama Credit Union with great branches all over West Alabama and throughout the state of Alabama. Alabama Credit Union,
0: the flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Alabama touchdown only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
3: Shadow.
2: You know, I think we're privileged right here. We're going to Pee-wee in Grand Bay. Pee-wee, good afternoon. You're in the game. How are you, man? I'm doing good, brother. How are you, sir? I'm good. you got to be getting close to Tuscaloosa. Fair enough. I am on McFarland. Oh, nice. Nice. So you're headed over. You're going to ask this question in person tonight.
11: That is correct.
9: Okay.
2: Awesome. Yeah, I know you usually come up for at least one and uh, make it there in person. So that'll be a lot of fun. A lot of fun.
11: Yeah, it's the first time I've been up here since the pandemic, man.
2: Okay. Okay. So, I I mean, I, you already developed your question?
11: I think I got it. Okay. All right. You got to be careful how I ask it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You never know. You never know, but you do get a lot out of coach Saban. I think he loves you and uh you can tell that uh he he enjoys it when you're a part of the show. Every
11: every Yeah, he he yeah, he he has fun. He has fun when he gets on me, you know. So it's all good. Yeah. it makes for a good show, and yeah. and everything's great, you know.
2: Well, but, I want you to get this it, offensive line fixed. I'm like him. You got to get it fixed. I mean, we need a dominating performance Saturday.
11: Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And then you know, we also uh, got to deal with that number four, that Harold Perkins dude. Man, that guy reminds me of Bobby Boucher rubbing all around <laughs> the field out there, man. But uh, I didn't that think that comparison
2: out. was coming, but I like it. I like it.
11: <laughs> but, you know, well, I mean, the the guy's a great player, man. It was last year. He gave us trouble, trouble just all night long last year. I look for probably a lot of the same uh, again this year. You know, it used to be when you had a player like that, the way that you could try to slow them down was that you ran at them. Well, this guy's never in the same spot twice. So you just can't run, especially, you know, when he lines up maybe to the inside instead of out on the outside and run support. You know, we just got to be able to handle the line of scrimmage. And, and and unlike your previous caller, we need to run the ball.
2: Yes, you know? we do. I, th- I think that's the recipe. I'd love to see Alabama get this. You know, they've got, and I said this morning on another radio show, I was on a couple, but uh, one, of the, one of the radio shows that I, I made this statement, I said, just pound the football. Uh, this is the time, you know, Nick Saban always talks about those great backs, and he believes that, you know, we've got four to five guys that can play. Line up and lean on them. That, to me, gets that offensive. I think it'll open up the passing attack, too. But, you know, eight games in, you know, the identity is not relying on those guys, but you hope they do it on Saturday.
11: Yeah, you know, I, I you know, I would, what I would love to see is, is a very balanced offense. You know, if we could end up at the end of the day, with 200 plus rush yards and 200 plus rush throwing the ball, I think at the end of the day we come out a victor. You know, we need a full 60 minutes of the last 60, uh, the last 30 minutes of the Tennessee game. We need that atmosphere for the second half, for the entire game. This game, you know, when Tennessee came out. On offense after the kickoff last game, that's probably one of the loudest that I've ever heard in, in Bryant-Denny Stadium. And then they came down the field and scored, and it kind of died out. And it never really came back full throttle until the second half. And I give kudos to my partners at a Crimson Tide Sports Marketing that kept putting coach up on the on the video board great, great, saying what he said. Yes,
2: yes. because it, it reminded the Alabama fans. And I'm sure that tonight, in his final word, or maybe it won't even get to that point, he's going to challenge the fans once again to deliver that type of performance because it will make the difference.
11: Exactly. Now they put that up, I think it was once in the first half before the game. Uh, and then, But in the second half, it came on three different times. When it kind of died down a little bit, they put it back up there. And,
2: you know, and it made a difference every time they did that. No, it it was. All right, so we're in an aquarium, better known as the press box, because it's got a window. So it kind of blocks a lot of the sound uh, from, you know, entering mm -hmm. in. There's a small window up at the top that they can crack and you get a little bit of sound noise. You didn't have to worry about it. It was loud. It was. Brian Diddy Stadium was rocking. That was You know, for me, it was probably top five, uh, all time performance as far as the crowd. I mean, it it was, it was fun and I hope we can bring that. And, you know, you would think that the weather is going to be, you know, it's going to be colder. It's going to feel like people are going to want to get up and move around is what I'm trying to say. You would think that we'd have that performance on Saturday. I hope it is.
11: Yep. That's what I'm hoping. You know, like you say, it's going to make a, it's going to make a huge difference, you know, if we can do that to, uh, to keep them, you know, on their toes, per se, you know, trying to trying to hear and, and get their cadence and all that in. So, like I said, you know, uh, that's that's to me, that's the big deal. You know, control the line of scrimmage, both sides of the both sides of the ball. If we can do that, I think we got a very good chance of, of winning this
2: game. Hey, P. P. you, you going to be in uh, in town tomorrow? You going back to Birmingham? What are you going to do?
11: No, I'll be in town. I'm going to my very first Nick at Noon tomorrow. And then after that, and I'm planning on riding by and seeing you. Okay. Tomorrow afternoon.
2: Okay. Okay. Well, that Nick at Noon, um, uh, as a media member, I don't think they want us in there. I I was offered a ticket last night, but uh, I never want to step across that uh, boundary. I I want to keep my credentials. So uh, uh, (laughs) I was invited, but I, I don't think they're... Uh, not from Alabama, just from a friend of mine that offered me a ticket, but I, I don't think I can go, but I'd love to, I'd love to slip in there one of these days. I could do like a, you know, like a mask or something and, you know, slip in and pretend to be something. But, uh, you know, when you got a face like me, Pee Wee, it's kind of hard to hide. You know what I mean? I got a face from radio.
15: <laughs> well, you know, it
2: was kind of that
11: way when they were doing the, uh, the Crimson Caravan.
2: Sure. You know, when,
11: when coach was going around and we talked, you know, and, and, uh, They would let the media talk to him beforehand, but they couldn't come inside.
2: Yeah. Well, and and really they're more relaxed when, you know, we're not there because there's things that, you know, he could probably say that he wouldn't say anywhere else because he didn't want it to get out. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You you don't want to interfere with that. So, hey, Pee Wee, I appreciate you, man. And uh, please do stop by and uh, uh, you've you've got uh, my contact information and uh, hopefully we can connect and we'll have some fun. All right, Mike. Sounds good. Thanks, Pee Wee. Pee Wee Grand Bay. He'll be the first caller tonight on the Nick Saban show that you'll hear here on Tide 100.9. Uh, we'll continue with more phone calls coming up. Biscuit, actually Tommy and Robbie, is then Biscuit Bruce. Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The Environmental, serving the sound of my voice with waste removal services, portable toilet services, construction debris removal containers, customized to fit your job site. Maybe it's remodeling. Maybe it's the storage containers. We did this about a year ago, moved all of our furniture into a storage container, brought out the construction debris removal containers. They customized to fit your job site. When you talk about when you have to know it's being done right, that's the time to call Rumsey Environmental, 205-248-0002, 205-248-0002. Rumsey Environmental, a one-stop shop serving West Alabama for all of your waste removal needs. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa
5: weather. Nothing but sunshine this afternoon. The high today, 62. Clear tonight, not as cold as last night, below 34. Or tomorrow and Saturday, sunny both days with a warming trend. The high tomorrow, 68. The high Saturday afternoon, it's 73. I'm James Spam of the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: The best breakdown of Alabama football in the state. The game with Ryan Fowler. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9. And screaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
2: We're going to take some phone calls. We're going to get Tommy here. Then we'll break and we'll come back. Biscuit Bruce will be the first caller after the 5 o'clock hour. Paul and Lincoln, I see you. I've got a great stat that's going to make you smile ear to ear. Uh, you're going to love it. I think everybody else is as well. Tommy, Romulus. Tommy, good afternoon. You're in the game.
14: Hey, Ryan. How are you today?
2: I'm good, good. Keys to victory. What do you think I should tell those Tigers in the morning?
14: We don't want no more burnt corn dog. I'm tired of that smile. The key to victory is take what the defense give us. I mean, exploit their weaknesses. You know, you can't run the ball 50 times. You can't throw it 50 times. Whatever the defense give, you take away. You make them pay. You make them change their philosophy. I mean, you get them out of that game plan. And we can't have turnovers. And one big key, it cost us 2011 we can't let Punch row thirty five yards to the one or the three yard line. We gotta fail the punts. To me that cost us in two thousand eleven out here against them. I know we got our revenge forty six days later, but I mean just sound fundamental football. I mean when they got the ball affect our offense. If you have to jam the receiver, jam them,
2: beat them, whip them in the trenches. You know that's I was, right. You know, we were just talking to Pee Wee a couple of minutes ago. This offensive line. I hope you eat your you eat your wheaties, not because of LSU's defense, because we can lean on you guys a little bit.
14: No, I want to make gunpowder, anything else, and get them angry. Get you know them. I mean, I mean, you let know.
2: let Dawson talk to him. He's he was fired up.
14: Well, yeah. I mean. LSU is going to make plays. Nick Saban says that we're going to make plays. We got to limit them to big plays. And they get a momentum. I mean, I have said there many times over the last year, On Nick Saban, the visit team, or the team we play, score first. Uh, I've heard people say, oh my god, we are done for. No, Alabama ability is to make adjustment during the game that what we didn't have the last three or four years with Pete going. I think we got it now. We just got to stay cool-headed, and we just got to make adjustments. And, you know, if this team can play a full game like they did the second half of Tennessee, nobody's going to beat us. We we're one of the best teams. But we haven't shown, a self Lipset, how good we can be. And let's go with all the other teams in the country. Ohio State and Georgia haven't grabbed the bull by the horn, so you know Alabama needs to grab the bull and throw them well, down. Well, we
2: need something to hang our hat on, and beating right. LSU by a good margin would be one that you could say, "Hey, this is this is us." And then go and went out and then go to Atlanta and win, and uh, then we'd feel a lot comfortable there on Selection Sunday. Tommy, I appreciate you, man. Roll Tide. Roll. Tide. Roll Tide. Let me tell you about Nukes Eatery. If you're looking for a California-style pizza, some of the daily soup specials, you'll find those. Uh, how about a great sandwich like the French dip sandwich only for a limited time? The Nukes Q Sandwich. It's Nukes Eatery, 205 University Boulevard, 205-758-2455. Close enough that you can smell the championships. We'll get to Biscuit Bruce next. T-Town Tide, 100.9, 1230 WTBC. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports.
12: ST Bun Construction is now hiring truck drivers and mechanics. You'll be home every night with competitive pay. They offer Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Health and Dental, 401k, paid holidays, vacation, and sick time. Call Buck. Hey, let me tell you about my friend Sonia at Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa's original hip dispensary. She is unmatched with quality and service and focused on helping you find the right product to fit your need. Sonia carries the largest selection of CBD, hemp flower, Delta 8 products in West Alabama, plus those amazing Freedom gummies everybody's talking about. Run by today. It's Freedom CBD. If you can't get by, you can order online. Freedom CBDandWellness.com. 1110 15th Street, right next to Ion Apartments. Here's your West Alabama traffic from the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center. We have several wrecks on the board. One on McFarlane westbound, past Lurleen, it's up by the McDonald's and Wendy's in Northport. Another one on McFarlane eastbound, beside DCH, it's blocking the left lane, you could expect delays. And another one on 15th Street, this is southbound at 2nd Avenue, blocking the right lane. If you see other conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. It's a brand-new month, and that means brand-new instant savings deals for you at Townsend Nissan. Go grab one today. I'm Captain Ray.
0: WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a Town Square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app Here's Isaac
3: Lowenkron.
8: Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen, who's dealing with a shoulder injury, was a full participant in practice today. Head coach Sean McDermott said he's confident Allen will be able to play on Sunday night football at Cincinnati. Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson, who's dealing with a shoulder injury as well, says he does not know yet if he will be able to play on Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals. New York Giants head coach Brian Dayball ruled out quarterback to Rod Taylor and tight end Darren Waller for Sunday's game at Las Vegas. Due to injuries. New York Jets five time Pro Bowl tackle Dwayne Brown returned to practice today. Brown has missed five games because of a hip injury. Finally, in Major League Baseball, Los Angeles Dodgers infielder Max Muncie has agreed to a new two year contract through 2025 for $24 million. The deal includes a $10 million club option for 2026.
15: down backwoods, Tennessee byway, one arm
3: on the wheel, holding my lover
0: with the other, a sweet, soft, southern
9: thrill. Worked hard all
2: week. 18 national titles, 29 SEC titles, 145 first-team All-Americans, 76 postseason appearances, 45 postseason victories, four Heisman winners, and the greatest college football coaches to ever walk the sidelines. We are talking a little Alabama football. We are free the rest of the way. We'd love for you to jump in at 205-342-9904. We're asking keys to victory. Keys to victory uh, for the University of Alabama. And uh, we had T-Bob Bear to lead us out at 2.15. We had Gary Rutledge at 3, Bruce Marshall and Brad Powers, 3.30 and 4 o'clock. And then tomorrow we'll do Aaron Torres, Lee Sterling, and Brent Beard. We're going to have some fun as we get you ready for Alabama and LSU. Inside bryant Denny Stadium, 645 CBS Telecast. We'll have the radio call with Eli Gold, Christian Miller, uh Tyler Watts, I was almost about to say John Parker Wilson. My apologies, Tyler, but uh, uh, Tyler's done a great job. I've enjoyed listening to him. Uh Eli and Tyler and uh, Christian down the sidelines. Roger Hoover, Chris Stewart uh in their roles, getting you ready. We'll have game day all day with D.C. and Christian. And uh here we go. Let's go 205-342-9904, powered by Tuscaloosa, Toyota Biscuit. Bruce, how are you? Welcome to the game in Tuscaloosa. <laughs>
10: Always
16: great to be on Tide one hundred point nine on LSU Week with yes, Ryan, the greatest talk show host
2: Fowler. And I know we had lunch a couple of days ago, but uh but Southern they, El House didn't cook corn dogs this week. I thought they would. They didn't? No. I'm I'm disappointed mm-hmm. and uh our well, friends talk- over there.
16: Well our buddy out here uh like that. Uh, Texas go past Lakeland Grocery. He, he cooked a bunch of corn dogs.
2: Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, and according to Tommy, they had them on Halloween at some fast food place. I don't want to say their name. They don't buy advertising for me. But uh, 50, cents piece, 50 cents a piece. 50 cents a piece. Man. I mean, I like so far, corn dogs. I have no. Dis- you know, nothing
16: oh, wrong. I do too. Let me tell you, if, if you've never had that particular service station's corn dogs, you need to go by there and get one. And I'll tell you something else. Well, they don't advertise. I'm not going to go into okay. lot of that. Anyway, so. First of all, let's let's get this out of the way. I would like to send my condolences to, in my opinion, one of the greatest basketball coaches to ever walk the sidelines, family, and Bobby Knight passing. To to me, he was just, I mean, he was a good, he was a great college coach, leader, he was from the old school, so as the new generation rolled in to everybody gets a trophy, everybody gets to participate, he he didn't fit in. So understand that in his day, and to this day, one of the greatest basketball coaches to ever walk sideline of a basketball
2: court. Well, and, uh, and, gotcha. and my wife is from Indiana. Uh, And I'm going to tell you, he is their Bear Bryant. (laughs) I mean, he's, you know, there's no no comparison to Bear Bryant. But, I mean, you know what I mean? In that state, they worship him. Um, Yeah,
16: and and they should because he was that good. Just like we do Bear Bryant and, you know, Nick Saban and, you know, Wallace is, is, you know, if you go back to, like, what Dawson likes to talk about, you know, <laughs> those coaches too, but sure. Frank you know, Thomas because Thomas it was Wade. our era, because it was our era, Bear Bryant and Nick Saban, and you know, for a long time, well, for years and years, Bobby Knight wouldn't go back, and then I think in 2020, he went back for a recognition, and he was really not doing good then, but hated to hear the news, and just always thought a lot of him, and it it it's kind of funny when Baker was a kid. You know, we watched him game and I, and I said, "Yeah, I wish Baker could play for Bobby." Now my wife, his nana said, "No, no, he ain't playing for Bobby no <laughs> <laughs> He he." I said, "Yeah, he is. <laughs> if he ever had the opportunity, I would let him. I would take him."
2: But anyway, what a well, what and a great I I enjoyed uh, hearing Coach Sanderson this morning, uh, Wimp, uh, sharing some. Some memories. I, I know those guys were close, and I know Wimp has hey, posted on uh, social networks. Uh, Wimp posts some time and time on Twitter, and he talked about uh, you know their their friendship and uh, yeah. It, it,
16: I, yeah, you know he he came here several times and stayed at a very familiar place. I've talked to you about it. I worked at part time for a while. And well, he was
2: a big fisherman, right? And didn't didn't he? Yeah, convers- oh yeah,
16: yeah. That's, that's yeah. why he stayed. That's what where he yeah. stayed. Man. Yeah. You know, he loved it. He, you know, but he was always, I I never got to visit him there, but I did get the opportunity to watch him, watch his team play and what it was phenomenal. Just watch him work everybody, their players, his players, their coach, all the referees, everybody sitting down at the referee table. I mean, he worked them all to perfection. And, you know, it was, it's just a lost art now. And, you know, for the people that don't remember, you know, Shashayevsky was his assistant in Army. You know, so his coaching tree is <laughs> sure uh, goes pretty well up too.
2: so well, and you know, he had some sure. great success there, and um, he did. You know, at Indiana, but uh, I, the way he yeah. handled, uh, you know, he he was an abrasive guy. But we look it at it from, you know, the the rough and tough coaches. I mean, heck, that's what the, used to be yeah. fairly common now. We kind of sugarcoat everything. We just want to... When I played high school football, I I can't tell you how many
16: times uh, my coach grabbed my face mask and I thought he was going to twist my head off before he let go of it. You know, and just, you know, some of the language, you know, which I was used to anyway. My dad was in the Navy and, you know, I mean, my first word was probably not dad or mom, but anyway you know, it but you couldn't do that now. You you couldn't do it when Baker went to school years ago. I mean it, it's changed that much and we've talked about that. We we talked about it and the the game of football continues to change and five, six, seven years ago we said you wasn't gonna notice the game of football now today and then you can take that again in five, six, seven more years you still ain't gonna it's it's gonna even change more, fellas. I mean it's you can't touch the quarterback and you can't hit him low. You can't hit him high. Well, how are you? How are you supposed to tackle? You know, I, I don't get this. But anyway, you know, I, we're going down the wrong road
2: here. Anyway, well, so, I, I'd love to. You know, I like these old school coaches, and you oh, know, I
16: love them. You, you I see, love them.
2: you see these photos, and I know it's a different twenty twenty three is different. But when you look at uh, the shirts that are being worn and the buttons that are being worn, make Nick Saban mad again, uh, because yeah. to me, that's when he's at his best. Oh yeah, yeah.
16: When when he gets the best reactions, he gets the best results. In my opinion, so somebody we've been talking about why we got beat last year, and last year was last year. But I'm going to tell you exactly why we got beat last year, and I hope we don't do it a repeat this year. As Taking a chart out of our back pocket and reading it and telling us when we need oh, to
2: go to and you know what? I, I wrote it down as a note because I wanted to discuss this. It it was a mistake. It it's was a, a mistake. it was
16: a huge look. There ain't a piece of paper in this world that can watch a game and tell you the the atmosphere of the game and what you should do. And that, and that to me, uh, I, I know everybody makes mistakes and has faults. To me, that's the biggest mistake that I have ever seen Nick Saban make since 2007. It was by far to me when he said, "You know, I went by the chart. I got it in my pocket. You want to see it?" I, I thought, "I, I can't believe you just said that." All you had to do, you know, these watch this thing. I don't know where they get this these analytics from that tell them. If you watch, most of the times you do that, it don't work out good for you. You always end up at the end of the game. So look, people, if we just kick our extra points and not go for two, we went. They can't even beat us with a two-point conversion. It first of all, it never even gets to overtime. Uh, You know, I just I don't. It's something I've never liked doing. And I I just just don't like chasing points. Now, there comes a time when you get down to the end of the game and, you know, two points is going to beat you. Two points is going to allow California to be at USC in the atmosphere. You know, you go for it. So, but there are times, you know, you're eight points behind. Naturally, you're going for two. There are times when you have to. But don't, I mean, we, we chase points way too early in that lsu game last year you know and it, it just biggest mistake i think he's ever made in if you want to tell the truth i think it's the biggest mistake he ever made in coaching and i think one day he'll admit that you know you know
2: one day know, we'll, know. we'll do a show it'll be a very limited show but we'll rank nick saban's mistakes we won't have very many uh the one that comes yeah. to mind for me biscuit bruce is lane kiffin firing him a week before yeah. the national championship game that, that well one. look
16: you I've heard so much about that. I've heard it's because he's missing late for meetings, missing meetings, da-da-da, and I've heard all the other stuff. That, sure. You know, running around with so-and-so and so-and-so, Booster's wife, da da, da I've heard all of that. So and most of that's this. true. <laughs> okay. If it was a character issue, I have no problem with it. But if it was meeting, being late for meetings and this and that, and I'm sure probably the truth is, It was a conglomeration of all of them. So in that case, I don't think Saban had a choice. At at that point, Lane Kiffin had pushed him to a point where he had to make a decision. Now, all of us that are Alabama fans wish that decision hadn't came for eight more days because had it not, we would would already have another national championship because as good as Sark is, he didn't know how to handle the situation when he got down there, and I, you know, I, I think he's a great coach, a great person. I think his recovery uh, has been phenomenal, and uh, but that particular day at the national championship, he had no idea what to do or what to call, and you know, it that cost us a national championship. But there are circumstances where I agree with it and don't agree with it because I would like to know 100 percent. What 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 straw? Because if you had been putting up with it, and you already knew it, why did you wait till then?
2: Absolutely, he put up with it for three years. I mean,
16: so why why do you pull the trigger seven days before a national camp? Yeah, that's the part that I don't I don't understand, and it, it's not mine to understand. But as a fan, I was I, you know it it really bothered me. Now I want to say one thing right quick about an incident that that took place. So here's. Here's my opinion. So you had a caller that called and and wanted to get on to me about being boastful and trying to convince everybody to form their opinion according to mine. So all I got to say is this. If you're going to call somebody out on this program, at least listen to the whole conversation that took place before you call and make an idiot out of yourself. Because I don't know what he was talking about because everything he said we had already discussed. And Mason had a full section of what he said again when this guy wanted him to revoice his opinion. So, you know, before you do that, you need to listen to the whole conversation. Now, you know, I'm not going to sit here and play tennis and tit for tat and Paul Feinbaum. I'm done with it. I've, I've, I've made my appease and i'm good with it and if he listened i plainly said opinions are like buttholes everybody's you got really- one they just smell different so w- at what point did he i, I don't know but anyway i want to get that over with so I've, I've said my piece on it and i'm done with it roll tight but right. man <laughs> you know Ryan, I, it's uh
2: Anyway, all right. Give, so. me, give me, give me keys to victory, and then we'll let you go, Biscuit. Uh, I got to go well, down in Louisiana tomorrow morning eight thirty, and uh, what should I tell them?
16: You talking about radio, or are you going? To no, ask yeah, or? well,
2: yeah, no, just radio. Just got to go on. And, okay. And... Well, you know, I I think
16: somebody earlier on your program, I think, brought it up. You know, we're all worried about one person. We're we're, we're worried about the quarter two people. One each on defense, one on defense, one on offense, and I think the offensive part is the key. You, you have to main, you have to maintain Daniels, because if if you don't, he's going to do exactly what he done last year. He's going to have 11 rushes for 98 yards, and he's going to be the reason that they went to overtime and won the game. So, you know, I I don't think his passing with our defense is going to be as effective as everybody. Thinks it will be. I just hope his running doesn't supplement that. So I, I think first of all you have to you have to contain him. I don't think the receivers are going to outplay our defensive backs. I, you know, I've heard people say that. I, I just don't firmly believe that their receivers are that much better than what we have on defense. Now the defensive player that everybody keeps talking about, he is a he is an excellent defensive player, but he's really not. You know the key to the whole defense. If you, if you watch it, there's two or three other players. So we can't over exemplify and worry about that one player. We we have to get up there and play a mano a mano and beat our man off the line. We have to win the line of scrimmage, which means you have to beat your man. We can't put three guys on this guy. Everybody thinks is the greatest defensive player to ever play the game. It, he ain't, and. He, he doesn't justify that.
2: Hey I, so, I got to get to this break, man. I appreciate you as always. Hey, man,
16: Ryan, I, I appreciate you. appreciate everything you do. I appreciate you letting me voice my own opinion on this show. But most of all, in this world, this is what I am most proud of, that we are the University of Alabama.
2: Roll tide. Roll tide. I'm going to get to Paul and Lincoln on the other side. We're going to have a chance to kind of chatter around. I got a big stat I'm going to share with him. I think he's going to have a little fun with it with Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports.
3: Always live. Always local. Dependable news coverage. The latest news only from the Tuscaloosa Thread
4: newsroom. Developers are asking for tax incentives to build a $57 million resort hotel near the North River Yacht Club. Unrelated to a different resort hotel, Sports Illustrated is developing here. Libraries in Tuscaloosa City Schools were given more than $300,000 to spend on buying new books this week. And both the holidays on the plaza ice skating rink and the tinsel trail of Christmas trees will return downtown later this month. For the details on all these stories and more, get connected at TuscaloosaThread.com. For the latest local news
3: in Tuscaloosa. Paint Alabama sports updates. Go, go, go. And severe weather information. Download the free Tuscaloosa Threat app. Never pay for your news. And sign up for our daily newsletter with news updates. The best sports
0: talk show in all of Alabama. The game with Ryan Fowler. On your home for Alabama sports. Tied 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
15: Alabama Credit Union,
2: alabamacu.com. Checking, savings, mortgage, home equity, loan, financing a vehicle, alabamacu.com. Feel good about your money. Let's go right here to Paul in Lincoln. Paul, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, Paul. No, Paul. Paul, Paul. Good afternoon. Oh, there we are. There we are. There we are. Sorry about that, Paul. I hope you're doing well. How
17: are you doing on this late Thursday evening?
2: Yeah, it is. It's good, but uh I'm gonna right. make your day. I'm gonna make your day. Okay. I got a stack because you live with over near some bugs, right?
17: I live amongst the cult members.
2: Okay. Well this is everything that you need to know. You ready?
17: i probably already know it, but go ahead.
2: I bet you don't. <laughs> this is, the- are
17: we talking about the all-time Vandy Auburn record? Paul. <laughs> did I feel you're starting
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just, I'm shattered. Um, well, I Ryan. was absolutely shocked when someone told me that. I had to go look it up because I did not believe it, but it puts did Auburn you- into their place Paul, tell them what we're talking about.
17: Well, when you're talking talking Vanderbilt football, there's not many teams that you can say that uh, Vanderbilt has a winning record against or even um, a a tied record all time against probably nearly every team in America except the Lee County Boog that that record right now with Lee County and Vandy is uh, a robust 21 21 and 1 all time
2: I'd say i that I, I i'm telling you i would have lost everything i had if you would have said bet on this i would've said no way um 21 and 21 Vanderbilt and Auburn connect this weekend Nashville um and they're tied all-time series
17: What's the old saying, Ryan? Keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. That's that's how I that's how I got a roll over here in uh, East Alabama uh, amongst uh, a lot of a lot of booger eater booger eaters over here. So uh, I got to be ready, Ryan, because they they try their best. You know, now now's the season. There, you know, after that after that uh, after that uh, resounding win over the Mississippi State Bulldogs last Saturday, now I'm seeing some. Some flags go up, you know. They've taken their Halloween stuff down, and now I'm seeing some. Now I'm seeing some flags starting to fly around here, and you know that offensive explosion they had last Saturday. His, Ryan, it it, it shot them full of full of courage, I guess. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, Ryan, that that's that's the that is a eye eye eye-pop, popping stat when you really when you really think about how bad Vanderbilt has been over the last you know half century and uh you know and and that's all that's all lee county can do is is have a tied record with vanderbilt um so it's uh so did did you say it was the
2: only sec team that they have a either a tie or because they don't have very many
17: yeah i don't have it off the top of my head but my gosh i mean you've got to think vanderbilt has a losing record against probably every sec uh school except except lee county i don't know that for certain but i, I know what that record is i know what the lee county vandy record is and it's a, it's it's a disgrace
2: it's a disgrace but it is right where i want them to be i mean i think uh, we should make it, them I, quit playing football uh with this stat
17: yeah i mean they don't well, do a
2: very good job with it anyway but
17: uh well the reverend hugh hefner freeze he'll 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 get the He'll get the thing turned well, around. In, in you know, comparison, just just
2: In comparison to the greatest football program of all time, Alabama is 63-18 against these mm. guys. Uh, wow. Arkansas wow. seven and 3
17: um, I think 1984 was the last time Vanderbilt sniffed a win against Alabama. I believe that was the year. I'm looking but, to uh, see
2: other teams like Vander, uh, Florida 44-11. I'm just going through these. Uh, oh, Georgia
17: it's sixty bad. and seventeen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in Lee County, Kate mustard but twenty one wins. Now listen, I don't know that I know they didn't play every year for a while, but by God, Kentucky forty nine wins. What a freaking what a freaking embarrassment! Well, it just shows you the history.
2: <laughs> it shows you the history.
17: Um, oh, it tells you where they It tells you where Lee County's place is in the natural order of things this.
2: Okay, I just you know. I quickly just went through. Uh, Mississippi mm-hmm. State 15 and 7. Mississippi Ole Miss 56 and 36, which they play a lot with their crossover game. Uh, I've quickly went through the SEC. I cannot find another team that's even close comparable. Auburn, you, you're embarrassing. You're, you're, embar- 21 and they're, Anyway, I found the stat and I said, I got to share this with Paul when he calls in. See?
6: They're a freaking joke,
17: Brian. They are a freaking joke. So, uh, Ryan, is it is it safe to say that uh, T. Bob Aybar is not a big fan of Alabama?
2: <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit.
17: I know, I know, Ryan. You you you're asking uh, about you know, you know how, what what Bama needs to uh for to to win this thing. And um, Ryan, I think, and listen, I've heard a lot of you know, and, and most everybody's right, you know, you know. There their reasons to, uh, or things we need to do to win. Ryan, right, I think, I think one, you need to limit LSU's offensive possessions. And the way you do that is that our offense, uh, extends drives, extends drives on, you know, third down, you know, you got to convert. Um, we need to get off the field on third down on defense. Uh, and somewhere along the line, Ryan, I think we need to steal, uh, steal a, a possession or two whether that be a a turnover, a scoop and score, a pick six, uh, a a fake punt, uh, uh, you know, a a go forward on fourth and convert, whatever. I I think, uh, you know, if you could steal a possession or two, you know, um, because, listen, LSU is going to try to go NASCAR on us. Uh, That's that's what they're going to try to do. I really believe that. And, um, you know, the best way to me to beat those guys is to keep their offense on the sideline and um, and you know, we possess the football. so uh, but Ryan, I'd really, and I said it too when I made my score. I, I think I think for the first time this season that Alabama's gonna play their the most complete game up to this point of, of the season, and it couldn't come at a better time. And uh, the atmosphere, the stadium is gonna be rocking, it's going to be jacked up. It's going to be off the chain, uh, and uh, I've I just got to think. I, I just got to believe that the the when 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 Coach Saban brings those guys down the tunnel, um, um, with, with thunderstruck uh, over the loudspeaker, I think that you may see that place levitate, Ryan. I think that I think the juice is going to be. Well, and hopefully, Alabama
2: will give us something to cheer about. Unlike the, in the first half, mm-hmm. unlike the Tennessee game, uh, the, because that that crowd was ready to just go crazy, and then Tennessee kind of quieted it down a little bit, right? It, just,
17: it, 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 they did, but Ryan, when it when when the dam busted, when the dam broke, Ryan, it was it was it was like a Pentecostal revival all over that that stadium i mean it was it was off the chain that that's one of that's one of the top probably top five or so greatest to me atmospheres that second half uh, uh of, of ever that i've been into Bryant denny it was just it was just off the chain and you've got to believe uh, uh with with the with what's riding on this game especially for alabama forget lsu you know forget lsu alabama's there's a lot riding on this game for Alabama, and in the, the atmosphere, the 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 6:45 kickoff. Like I said, the stadium it will be electric. And when uh, when we kick this thing off, brother, I, I expect the tide to roll.
2: I, I do as well. I'm pretty confident about this game. I don't think I'll change between now and Saturday evening. But it will be a long, long day. Paul, anything else?
17: Um, go Vandy Saturday.
2: Go Vanderbilt.
17: Uh, Go Vanderbilt. Go doors.
2: Yeah, hopefully this, anchor down. This anchor down, Ryan. Hopefully this doesn't break out in a reading contest because uh, it won't. Uh, wouldn't yeah, favor the I like Tigers. Ch- yeah,
17: right. I like I like my chances with the with the, with the doors.
2: Thank you, Paul. Roll <laughs> tide. Roll Tide, buddy. Roll Tide. Paul and Lincoln helping us out. We'll take more calls. We do have two lines available. If you want to jump in, we're asking keys to victory. Let me tell you where keys to victory are always located. That's the pharmacy at Midtown. TJ Thomas, he's the next savior a pharmacist, The Pharmacy at Midtown. 205-752-0627. 205-752-0627. The Pharmacy at Midtown located right there at the back of midtown you'll find it close to the gym you'll find chicken salad chick you'll find the pharmacy at midtown right there close to the stairs the elevator it is the independent on pharmacy specializing in walk-in prescriptions medicine on time packaging compounding needs it is the pharmacy at midtown the pharmacy at midtown with tj thomas he's the nick saban of pharmacists we're going to take more phone calls and we'll get to those coming up in just a couple of minutes. We'll take those at 205-342-9904. Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Are you ready- CPA, 527 Main Avenue in downtown Northport. Small business and personal income taxes, payroll, sales tax needs. They can also help you with nonprofit or church accounting or auditing in business since 1999. They work for you, not the IRS. When you take on taxes, you've got to have someone on your side. It's Don Wada, CPA, 205-345-5595, 205-345-5595, Don Wada, CPA, the official accountant of the game. Everybody loves Southern owl House, 1530 McFarlane Boulevard. Eat Southern, be Southern. All the biscuit sandwiches, the great Southern cuisine like the bacon-wrapped meatloaf, the fish and taters. All the great sandwiches like the Yardbird, the great salads, the daily lunch and dinner specials Monday through Saturday at Southern El House. We've also opened up an additional part of Southern El House and expanded with our catering needs there to fulfill what you're looking for. 205-248-7500. Ask for Taylor. 205-248-7500. Catering from a small party to a large corporate event. Southern Owl House, 1530 McFarland Boulevard.
0: Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at tide100.9.com or download the free Tide 100.9 app. The Cruiser Tide!
2: about northport power equipment the year-end blowout sale limited inventory on these but a great way to save some money if you're looking for weed trimmers chainsaws uh several different sizes to uh, choose from backpack blowers handheld blowers some great tools you can see their northport uh, Power Equipment Facebook account uh, that you can find there and you can look at all the different details. But if you want to see our good friends right there, Northport Power Equipment, it's the end of the season. How about a pole saw? How about a chainsaw? How about a backpack blower, handheld blower, battery operated tools by both Husqvarna and Crest? You'll find them two blocks east of the Northport civic center northport power equipment uh, greatly appreciate them for being a part of our show let's continue we're going to take some phone calls and we go to Corey trustville Corey, good afternoon you're in the game
9: hey ryan how are you doing this afternoon
2: i'm good i hope you are too man
9: yeah i'm doing great um well first of all uh, how's practice been this week
2: energized monday and tuesday i haven't got anything today but um and i will following uh the show tonight. I'll make a phone call for a couple of folks and uh, a couple of messages, and I'll see what I can find out. But uh, I know yesterday was a pretty solid day. That's
9: good. um You know, anytime we have a good good practice week, I and mean, that doesn't always lead to a win. But you like your chances when you have a good solid week of practice, wouldn't you agree?
2: You do, but but I've I've also sat here many times, and and I get a message oh, hey, it was a pretty sloppy practice, pretty sloppy practice all week. Then it gets to Saturday and they have a dominated performance. So sometimes you want to save some of that energy. And, you know, I thought uh, Nick Saban gave us a little insight earlier uh, talking about, you know, the message uh, to his players following the game and, excuse me, following practice last night and also did earlier today on ESPN uh, on the television side. So what do you think the
9: message was in your
2: opinion? Well, I think he, first he wanted to practice, I mean, practice to a level that, you know, of perfection, but I, I think, you know, you got to control some of the energy and I always, we used to talk with, and we still do, uh, Barrett Jones, a friend of our program, but you know, he said you can get too charged up too and lose focus too. But, um,
9: uh, you know, I can't remember who said it in the media, um, Availability said so that you take take this game personal, which is true. But you don't want that to hover, hover, the importance of the game, and and like you said, practice too hard and then come out and um, play sloppy and commit penalties and be unfocused and just think about just wanting to beat LSU when you, to, when you have to didn't do what you're supposed
2: to do to to, to to do it. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. But um, being, being a revenge game, yeah, you know it means something uh, to these guys. But, you know, I almost wonder if that revenge game and being a little distracted um, had something to do with that sloppy performance that they had against Tennessee the first half. Because it was, it was not it good. Could, I mean, it, so...
9: It could. It, it could um, but also, Tennessee is not a bad team. I mean... I know they're not the same team as they were last year, but um, that second half sure was fun to watch.
2: It was. Uh, no doubt it was. Um, and hopefully that's a, about, that's a continuation of Saturday night, right? I mean, we're, we're hoping but, that that same type of performance is there, and maybe that's a wake-up call for both the players but our coaching staff to, hey, these are the plays that, that we can have some some success with. I mean, look at the way they outscored, not just defensively, but offensively. It was great.
9: If we play like we played the first half of Tennessee and the second half of Arkansas, this will not be the outcome we want for sure. I agree. You can't can't, can't, uh, play from behind against LSU like that and expect to win. I mean, mean, going to my keys to victory, you're not going to slow down or shut down Jaden Daniels for four quarters. You have to limit him. What he can do, and I think what's going to be key is if Alabama plays with the lead, because I think if you're chasing points with LSU all night, I think that doesn't bode well for Alabama. Not saying if, if LSU scores, it means they win, but I'm saying that if you're, if you're, if you're chasing from behind all night, trying to get the lead back, that's, that's not going to bode well. But I also think this, um, well, two things. Catch the ball on the punt return and don't have what, the cool idea of my getting the ball to one. I know he doesn't want to fumble the ball, but that's why you have the fair catch, saying so you know, where they can't touch you. I mean, c- catch the ball, that way you stay field position. position. And then secondly, however can take advantage of their defense. I mean, now, you're going to have to run the ball. You can't just take deep shots. Because I know their secondary is really bad, but you can't just throw deep balls to Jermaine Burton and Isaiah Bond and expect them just to bite on that all night. I mean, you have to run the ball to set up the pass, and I think the running game is going to be really key in this game to to set up the passing game, because... I think if I'm not mistaken lSU is really low in the conference and rush defense so that should help us out too.
14: okay
2: Corey, what do you what do you think this game will be placed? So I don't think you got a score prediction in or at least uh, I don't have it right in front of me you may have
9: uh, but I, said, I think 42 31 um, I think it'll be close at first and then I think we'll pull away. I think Alabama can really make hay of this defense. I know their offense is really good, but I think, I think Jayden Daniels can turn, will turn the ball over some couple of times. I think if they do that, I think we can cash it in. And I do wonder this. I wonder if, and I know they said he's not known to do this, but I wonder if it's time to unleash Taylor Burrow and his legs. Give them a taste of their own medicine with the way Daniels does to other defenses, he saw that against Tennessee in the second half.
2: I Wonder if we would incorporate that, give him something else to think about. I think those could be some options. Um, I still man, I'm not saying- I would, I'd love to line up, and and I know running the football, you, you know, you're never going to go back to just you know seventy, eighty times. Uh, you know, like we were talking with Gary Rutledge earlier, but uh, trying to find a way to be lean on that offensive line and get those guys some confidence. I mean, this is an offensive line, a defensive line that you should be able to win. I mean, it's
9: now. Now, one thing that does concern me is Harold Perkins. I mean, we did see we saw what he did last year. He he wrecked the game last year, and that offensive line was way better than this this offensive line. You just wonder, does Harold Perkins call a sack fumble that that creates momentum for them or a turnover that th- throws an interception or something, you know, just something like that that can create a momentum-changing play? Or can we not block him all night? You know what I mean? Just that kind of thing, you know, because yeah, I think both teams' edge rushers are going to have something to say. Would you agree?
2: I think so. I think so, but um... – and I'm sure they'll spy him, uh, you know, most of the evening. I mean, he killed Alabama last year. I mean, the, it wasn't his 185, 190 yards throwing. It was the 11 11 carries for, what, 95 yards rushing. That's where he beat Alabama. Uh, I'm
9: talking about Harold Perkins. But...
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I know, but you said edge rushers, both edge rushers from the sides. Are you talking about both yeah. edge rushers for LSU, or are you talking about both edge rushers from Alabama and LSU combination? I'm sorry, I may have misunderstood yeah. what you were saying.
9: Yeah, I think I think both edge rushers from both teams could have something to say. Yeah, that's what I was if saying. Them, but,
2: but I don't know if I'd want to put too much pressure. Uh, let him. Yeah,
9: because they could. Yeah, because both the, the quarterback could escape. And sure, I mean he yeah, can beat why, you with his why, legs.
2: I mean I don't want to flush him out, and you know then you have to kind of make up for that. So.
9: Yeah, because yeah, because you're gonna have to be very disciplined in the rushing lane and not not uh, rush too far up the middle, and because. Uh, Daniels is a very slippery guy. I mean, he, he, you he, he know, he looks for contact too. You don't just, you don't just go out of bounds.
2: There we go. Uh, Corey, I appreciate you, man, as always. Thank you so much for being a part of our show, Corey.
9: Good talk to you around real time.
2: Right back to you. And we're going to read some of these, uh, I've got some really good creative stuff. Uh, yeah, I've got a bunch of, I put it up, but what are your keys to victory for Alabama and LSU? Several people score more points. Uh, Uh, That, that is no doubt a molecular engineer type comment, but we got some really good comments. We're going to read some of those and we'll get to our last duck through the hole. We'll wrap up the loose ends. I do remind you, Southern Owl House, a great place for lunch and dinner options. If you're thinking about dinner tonight, would be a good option right there at Southern Owl House, 1530 McFarland Boulevard tonight. Prime rib, smoked pork chop, Cajun Shrimp Alfredo. Tomorrow, Boom Boom Shrimp Plate, Chicken Club, Fire Roasted Wings, Bacon Cheddar Ranch Tots is the lunch special. And then tomorrow evening, they'll bring back a eight ounce filet, Cajun crawfish butter. Sounds great. Uh, smoked pork chop, black and redfish, twice baked potatoes. It is Monday through Saturday. Lunch and dinner options at Southern Owl House. Eat Southern, Be Southern, 1530 McFarland Boulevard. Also think about those guys. We talk about catering. We'll take more keys to victory. We do have one line available, 205-342-9904. We'll continue with more of the game. Todd 100.9. The home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports.
0: Where the legends of Alabama football hang out. McCarrick, play, yeah. Mason, yeah. Huge, huge hole. Touchdown, yeah. yep, yep. Alabama touchdown. The game with Ryan Fowler. Your home for Alabama, Alabama. sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9
9: app.
2: Then Alabama has to play defense like there's no tomorrow game tackling mobbing their quarterback Alabama has to declare Jihad Campbell uh, Ryan so um, okay okay all right uh, uh, Burton and tight ends will be keys to victory I love this Chris because uh, I'd like to see more of the tight ends getting involved uh, the Queens start fast don't let up that's another key no doubt Uh same as every week, University of Alabama left tackle, quarterback, and center. Got to find a way to get all that in sync. I agree. Uh, Alabama elects to kick butt. Uh, pretty simple. Uh, and we've got about 45 of these uh, turnovers. If none, then we win. O-line has to protect. Offensive line has to show up. Stadium must be loud. Get Jaden Daniels rattled. Uh, getting Jay- Oh, Lord, Jason says... Uh, Oh, I see. He's an LSU guy. Never mind. Uh, we, we like you, Jason, but uh, getting Jay Daniels to transfer to Bama today. Uh, South Padre Bob, our second half offense the whole game. Our defense just do their thing. Maybe another scoop and score. Recovered fumbles, interceptions, but mostly no penalties. Defense, defense, uh, scoring more points than the other, t- other team. Brett, you are no doubt a genius. I don't know how you were able to live life being that smart. Uh, that That's got to be. Uh, really creative. Ellis, Manchester, Tennessee. Uh, good afternoon, Ellis. You're in the game. Good afternoon, Ryan. I mean, can you imagine walking around the world being that smart? I mean, that is just... I mean, wow. Amazing. I mean, that's just... I mean, I'm so jealous. Um, Why well, couldn't be that smart, Ellis? Uh,
11: I'd love to be that smart.
2: All right. What are your keys to victory, Ellis?
16: I'm gonna tell you, Mom said you got a good radio voice.
2: Roll, Todd. Well, thank you, Mom. You guys, I said headed, thank you. Are you headed to the great state of Alabama? Uh,
10: it's the great state, of Alabama, right now. Okay.
16: okay. Uh, m- minimize the mental mistakes, penalties, and turnovers, and start fast. And don't let us
2: keep your foot on their throat. And I think it's yeah, on the gas. We've won a lot of tosses and we've deferred to the second half. I'd love if we win the coin toss. Take the dead gum football.
16: You know, we have won that I think most of the ball games this year. And we've elected and we've to, most of the ball games yeah,
10: and we've always selected to defer to the second half. Yep.
2: Um, Ellis, we got to right. get out of here, man. Safe travels down to the state. I know you're headed down to Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide to you, man. Yeah, Roll Tide, and good to hear Pee Wee today. It was great to hear Pee Wee, no doubt. Thanks, yeah. Ellis. <laughs> All right, Roll Tide. Roll Tide. We want to take just a minute. We want to thank our law enforcement officers, EMTs, firefighters, first responders, military, highway patrol. We thank you. We salute you. Big thanks to Simon, as always, Noah. Reminding you that we call this program The Game, and the only way that you win the big game, the game of life, is to walk daily with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Good night, T-Town.
0: Thank you for listening to The Game with Ryan Fowler, powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota, on your home for
9: Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hot, baby.